week's episode of the Realest Podcast Ever is sponsored by Lady Boss Affairs, event styling, treat making, paper flowers, and customized backdrops. Lady Boss Affairs specializes in baby showers, candy buffets, grand opening of Grand opening events, birthdays, engagement parties, retirements, anniversaries, graduations, and baby dedications. They have all the specific needs for any type of event that you want to do, and they build everything literally from scratch. Follow them on Instagram at Lady Boss Affairs. You can contact the owner, Christina, at 610-931-6211 or Jen at 267-981-4270. That's Lady Boss Affairs. What up, what up? Surrealist Podcast. How are we back? It's your boy, Disheveled C. Diddy. And I'm uh, Matt Makes Me Sick. We got a special guest in the building, our brother. Oh, Nothing. my bad. My bad. It's BF and Kruma, formerly known as Mitchell Chance. I ain't know I was supposed to come on. I thought y'all was gonna introduce me to something. I mean, oh no, we, I mess, I'm messing it before. all up. I've been, I've been, I've been here before. All that uh, I don't got the pastor with me, so I can go all in. You know what I mean, <laughs> all that red carpet shit is out the window. Like, you, you, <laughs> nah, that's you, my you, bro. You. Shout out to Pastor Carl. Man. Always shout out Pastor Carl. Is Carl back from LA? Yeah, he back. Yeah, he was out there trying to get his uh, Creflo on. <laughs> <laughs> for that. Carl trying to get a jet, <laughs> trying to get his Creflo on. Yeah, mm. what's good with you though? Oh man, uh, you look a mess. I'm like, <laughs> it's like I was telling y'all off air, man. Like I look and feel a mess, and it was like ever since, like ever, I feel like I've been poisoned. Like no. ever since somebody sent me like a certain uh, screenshot of something, <laughs> like my, it's just like been in my system well, ever since. I the, just like, can't shake like it. the ring. If you watch it in seven days, Yo, you die. It's exactly <laughs> like that because now it's like, all right, this one thing. Ignorance is bliss sometimes, and if you're unaware of something, it can't affect you. But some, but then once you're something's brought to your attention, now you know it exists, and now I can't seem to shake this thing, and it's like in me like a virus. And I told y'all off air, I'm like, yo, I feel like, um, you know, I've been fighting getting sick for the last like 17 weeks. And it's like finally feel like today is the day. Like this is the moment where it's like catching up with me. Yeah, I, I really don't think you should have said that you've been fighting getting sick for 17 <laughs> weeks. That don't sound good. No, not, not necessarily, <laughs> but more so like 17 you be weeks, around like, this person and, and they sick. And then it's like nah, you get a little bit of the bug I'm and you, you take some vitamin C and whatever. And then, all right, you better. And then two weeks later, somebody else. And it's just like, yo, get yeah, away from me with these sick, germs, man. man. Everybody yeah. was getting sick, man. I went to uh, urgent. I took a friend of mine to urgent care the other day. And it's like, yo, the flu this season is so severe. It's like the urgent care. was They closed at 5 on Sunday. It was backed up till 9 p.m. Because yeah. they seeing all people with the flu. Which one you went to? Roxborough. The Ridge Avenue joint? <laughs> yeah. That joint's normally empty. No, that was the second one that we went to. The oh, first wow. one, the one, uh, the express care in... Uh, the plaza in uh, Andorra or whatever. That one, oh, that one, that one was backed up till like I, I 9 literally PM. go to the one on uh, Ridge and what is that? Lyceum? Yeah. I go there all the fucking time yeah. when something's going on. Even them, they was uh, they was backed up till 630. And That's they crazy. At, that joke they closed at five. Empty. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, you just, all, you just got to go to urgent care all the time? Well, I mean, the insurance providers are like scumbags. <laughs> talking about. Oh, so you got to go two times a year for this? And no, no, I got I got insurance through my job, but they changed our plan now to where before emergency room visits was thirty five dollars. Now emergency rooms are a hundred dollars. God damn! So urgent care is twenty four bucks through your insurance. So I figure I got four urgent cares for every emergency room. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. I go there. So if you're not missing a limb, then it's urgent yeah, care all day. Much, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so, when I had the uh, 
I had a respiratory infection recently. Like, you remember when I sounded all crazy? I went to urgent care. I was there like 10 minutes, went in the back. She gave me some uh, prescription, went, picked up from Rite Aid. I was back at the house in a half hour. That's why I'm like, that joint's normally empty. Yeah. So, yeah, to see that's packed, that's fucking crazy. So, yeah, I'm going to take me some vitamin C when I leave here and uh, get some, so, get, some echinacea. And, and get I'm that vitamin C crap. shit that you can put in water and shake it up. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. Uh, It's like uh, the packets. like Emergency. the uh, Yeah, emer- emergency. Yeah, exactly. And it, that shit works. Like, works, works. Stop, don't... Uh, don't medic meta medicine yourself like a nigga. Don't go get like a Benny and a hot tea. <laughs> like, go and get you some real shit from Rite Aid or CVS. You'll feel way better. Yeah, definitely. No, I got like Rite Not Rite I got uh, vitamin C in the crib, echinacea, uh, the whole kick. So niggas be straight. Something. Niggas be dying, dying in the Chinese store. Like, you want me to Benny and a hot tea? <laughs> they just want to get high. <laughs> that's, that's how they medicine themselves. This shit is crazy. Yo, real quick. Today in a casino, I got on a death row shirt. I'm in a casino today. Uh, white dude next to me at the table, he was like, I stood up like I was going to the bathroom. He, he, and he looked, he's like, death row? He's like, that's your record company? I'm like, <laughs> like, it's, I it's, ask was you shook night. It's amazing the bubble that some of them live in. It's like, this is a record company that did $500 million in five years. All kinds of classic albums And this motherfucker looked at me He's like That's your record label I'm like I didn't even know what to say So then I'm leaving out I come down to valet I get my truck out of valet The white girl was like I love your shirt I was like thanks I was signed to death row actually She was like really? I'm like y'all stupid as shit I was eight You know I was I was this Bow Wow was the first kid act I was the second one You know what I'm saying Yeah I was I was Big Matt Matt He was little yeah. Bow Wow <laughs> Big like, Matt Matt Motherfuckers is crazy man But uh, other than that Today was a productive day I had a good day playing poker. Yeah, I've been up since like nine o'clock this morning, which is extremely early for me. And I was like outside, really having to like do stuff. Like I'm, M- Mitch, Mitch hit me up like, "Yo, where you at?" It's like two o'clock. I'm like, "I'm at the casino." He's like, "Okay, cool." Uh, what time are you heading out there? I'm like, "I probably leave. I probably just go straight from here." He like, "It's two. I'm like, "Yeah, hey, <laughs> I'm gonna be here a while. I'm gonna be. Here. <laughs> this is what we do." Like, yeah, but yo. uh we got Mitch here. Talk. Tell us about your TV show that you just started. Oh man, before we talk. get all this craziness. Uh, 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 well, yeah, the, the talk show isn't crazy. Yeah, the talk show was titled "Shh, You Can't Talk About That in the Black Community." Uh, it was birthed out of me uh, doing a lot of different videos. Not really a, a podcast, podcast like you guys. Like, what is it called when it's a video? Is it a a vlog? Uh, I, was it short form? Short, long. I do them both. Pause. Like, basically like a <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. But like I, a web show. <laughs> yeah, so I've always addressed real taboo topics that people were afraid to talk about, and so I wanted to turn it into a, a more entertaining um, uh, way to really get more people involved because folks love that damn entertainment. Mm-hmm. But so I started in, in a talk show form where we will discuss very taboo topics. The first thing we dealt with was rape and molestation. Second thing we dealt with was um, the world making black people feel less than and. And next month, we're going to be dealing with the miseducation of black children. So we're just break everything that really affects black people uh, systematically or just blatantly. Um, yeah. But but those things that sometimes we're afraid to discuss. So once a month, every second Saturday, we'll we'll film them. And then on that, that's every second Monday, they're aired on my um, on my Facebook page, BF and Kruma Speaks. Yo, Mitch is a Facebook legend, yo. Oh, man. Yo, 150,000 followers. Millions of views. Millions. 
Like we gotta start. Uh, I have six thousand uh, friends on Facebook, and I have like no no collective likes on anything. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a thousand friends, like family members won't yeah. even accept my. Job. I'm like, yo, all what the fuck is taking so all them views and Facebook ain't paying nothing. Ain't you no know, ads and nothing on them joints. But I mean, I think well, I actually just saw somebody with ads on them, so I gotta figure out how to put ads yeah, on you know, mine. Facebook TV and the Facebook platform, just in general, is the future of like. Consumption and like television yeah. and stuff and how people view TV. Yo, yeah. real talk, my homie. You you know people request you as a friend on Facebook. So if you got the shit on your phone for like the uh, notifications, it'll send you like so and so requested to be a friend on Facebook, and that's it. I never go to like accept them or whatever because I don't really be on there like that. But one of my homies just came home from jail. He sent me a joint. You know, blah blah blah. Re- request you as a friend on Facebook. I see it, ignore it. Maybe like, like. Later on in the day, like that night, I get a notification that said so and so is waiting for you to accept. I'm like, what type of gangster shit? Is that? I've never it's seen that. You are, it's but like the, now on Instagram, it don't person. say follow no more; it says follow back. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what type of G shit is this? Like, one motherfucker I know that just came over from jail. I get a second notification like, what the fuck is you waiting to be like? Remind, <laughs> remind that of your friend that. request. Remind. Oh, yeah, but man. that's why I'm, um, you know, going to continue to use that Facebook platform because the more views I get, like with the talk show, you know, I, I got a bunch of videos that got over a million views. So if I got a talk show that's consistently getting a couple million views, you know, the sky's the limit with that because there's a lot of TV shows that's not getting a exactly. million people that tune in. So that's what I'm working towards. Yeah, I mean, and the key to content is, you know, is, is monetization, whichever way, you know, you can do it, whether it be through advertisers or, you know, through some sort of paid platform or mm-hmm. something like that. And, you know, if you consistently got them numbers, there's somebody somewhere that want to give you money to do what you're exactly. doing. The key is to find out who it is and it don't and make sure that it's not somebody that uh, compromises your, you know, your overall uh, objective nah. of what you yeah, do. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. I ain't going for that. I need 100 percent autonomy because then it's going to it's going to compromise my whole it's going to compromise m- my brand. Yeah, because absolutely because my brand is, is too pro black to have any strings attached to what I do. Mitch said that with like vigor. Look at that. I didn't even know how to respond to that. He just in front of me, I'm man. Like, right, right. <laughs> right. Me and Mitch was having some uh, real talks about life and how crazy motherfuckers get, man, out here in these streets over these women before you got here. It was pretty good. We should have been recording it. We fucked up. <laughs> nah, we ain't had to tell people yeah. stories. Just leave, some, leave some of that stuff off. Oh man, but uh, where you want to start this week, man? I think the 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 big thing that's going on in the world is uh the black- biggest thing going on everywhere, everywhere, yeah, yeah. everywhere is uh is the Black Panther. Um, you know, there's so many. Number one, the movie is breaking records. They did uh two thirty five, one ninety two in three days. God two, bless you, man. Thanks, y'all. Oh yeah, my bad, brother. Right. Uh, they did one hundred and ninety two million in three days, breaking the three day uh record. record. And then they turned around and did two thirty five in four days, breaking the four day record and breaking the <laughs> bless you. Thank and you. and uh breaking the overall record for um a holiday weekend opening for like any superhero movie ever so essentially like this movie is is on pace to you know do over a billion dollars they've done about 300 million in the first uh week now of uh of being open and it doesn't show no signs of slowing down and you know essentially it uh is opening up a new franchise for marvel um and it's opened up them up to a new audience because historically speaking all of their movies are predominantly white and you know you have takes 
on the movie and its impact that are kind of like all over the board in terms of like, are they pandering to black people? Is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Uh, what does this mean for the future of black cinema in general? And it's just kind of like, it's like an open dialogue and mm-hmm. there's so much media out there, like especially on YouTube in, re- in relation to reactions to the movie. I like this. I don't like this. This person's the breakout star. This is this. I saw something the other day, uh, a video on the salaries that I kind of want to get into with y'all and just kind of see what y'all think for a movie of this uh, magnitude with some of the people got paid uh, for this film. And um, I don't know, man. I'll just kind of open the floor by saying this. <clears throat> I think that the, the movie in general is important and the franchise of the Black Panther is important because with the success of it now, it legitimizes that black people will respond to big budget content. They've always historically put us in like a niche market where it's like, think like a man, 88, 44 can play that game. And like all these dating for like 19. Yeah. Like all these yeah. either comedy, it's like limited to comedy or relationship based topics because yeah. they thought like that's all black people want to see. And this movie is kind of breaking that mold and showing us that, Hey, we respond to something other than just the normal comedy, romantic comedy, dating movie, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, or just the general silly shit which we all love and enjoy but it doesn't take a lot to do that it's kind of like a dime a dozen like you can pull you know if ice cube wanted to he could write 15 fridays probably in the next month if he wanted to mm-hmm. but he's shown us that he can do more are we there yet a family movie and stuff like that so it's kind of it's kind of a notch in our belt as far as breaking the mold in terms of being limited character wise and uh not being crackheads and broken families and the and the slave movies and all of that. So I think with this movie, it has given black people have now earned the right to make big budget content, whether it be good, bad, mediocre, or indifferent. Because Tom Cruise gets to make a mediocre big budget movie whenever the fuck he feels like it. Yo, when the previews came on, I'm like, I know they're not doing another <laughs> Mission. Of Impossible. course they are. Like Jesus, Mission Christ. Impossible sixty seven, yeah. starring Tom Cruise and his bad knees. Yeah. So it's like my thing is, it's like, hey, you know, we're. I I think that now we should be on an equal playing field where you know, as far as like. They shouldn't shy away from the the black lead or the black majority cast for other types of movies that aren't relationship comedy, slave, et cetera, et cetera. Because there's people that look like us all over the world. It's not just limited to black Americans. You got Africans. You got black French people. You got black Germans. You got black people all over the world. You got Afro-Caribbeans. You got afro uh Arabs and shit like that. So it's like there's black people all over the world. The black person, black man is the original man. And ultimately, I think that this is kind of even shocked Marvel in terms of like, hey, it's kind of like Kendrick Lamar with a big single. He sells the same amount as Drake. It's like, oh, if we put black people in a big budget movie and add our normal marketing to it, it does more than what we do when it's Captain America. Holy shit. So I think that it's, it's opening eyes in a number of different ways. And I'm just curious to see, you know, what y'all thoughts and reactions are to it Definitely. in any aspect. Now, I'm on a total opposite side of the fence uh, with that. I do. <laughs> I do not believe 
multi-million, hundred million dollar marketers ever believed that black people would not go see images of them in a good light. I do. They knew better than that. They they study psychology. They study marketing. They study people uh, to think that they really believed that we would not go see ourselves in a better light would make us believe that they were not intentionally putting out movies to make us believe certain things about ourselves. Now, psychologically, it's called inference. If I show you you doing something long enough, you believe you're supposed to begin to do those things. Mm-hmm. So when we look at how, how movies begin, like we see, you ever even just look at the first birth of a nation? I, I never, Not I, the I, Nate I, Parker I, I one. The original. Okay, yeah, so the, so, yeah, so the original and all those movies where they have the white men in the black face. Mm-hmm. And they were always portraying the black man as a certain type of individual to put this propaganda and these ideas out there into the minds of people. Absolutely. It went from that, then they start using actual real black faces, but putting them in the slave role or the cartoons where they made us like cannibals when cannibalism has never been something that's in Africa, that's something that's only been in Europe. Europe. And so with the cartoons, with the movies, they were always putting out negative images of black people. Then we get into the black exploitation era where or we'll give you a little bit of fight the system, but every black man is still going to disrespect black women or they're going to be beefing with other black men or they're still selling dope. And it's always to lure you in with, with some component of what you like, but then feed you a negative idea of yourself. So we can we can look at that clearly in rap music. So now we're we're saying there's or they're saying, well, the people don't want to listen to positive music. Well, what about all the positive music we listened to before y'all bastardized it? You know, when Queen Latifah was saying, who you calling a bitch? The women didn't want to be called bitches. People were okay with that. People were wearing the X shirts. Folks was wearing the dashikis and the hats and everything when the music was there. They decided when they start corporatizing prisons, they understood if I put this negative music out there, the inference is going to cause more negative stuff and we'll make money off of these jails. So it was never us that decided we don't want to listen to positive music. It was them that decided we don't want to give you positive music. Yeah, they pushed the you, other stuff it, to exactly. the forefront. So right. with the movies, they never thought, well, black folks will never come see a movie with them in a, that, that looks good. Come on. That don't even make sense. No, I think that they did, bro. I just think that they they didn't think to this level because uh, I, I can agree with that. Every every estimate that they put out was extremely low ball compared yeah, yeah, to yeah. where can, it ended up at. I can I can definitely agree with that. But what I'm saying is, I'm dealing with the motive. They Black Panther was not about uh, are we're finally okay with uh, um. Or we're going to put out a movie to test to see if black folks is really going to come out and see it. Now, nah, Black Panther was was put together because they knew black folks would flock to it. And then we can put some sick ass subliminal messages in there because what Black Panther was designed to do was to make black folks and African folks divided. So we got Team Killmonger. We got T'Challa. White supremacy wins. If you decide to be on one side and somebody else decides to be on another side, white supremacy wins. If you think one person's mission is is better than the other person's mission, then white supremacy wins. The whole idea and concept of Black Panther was do not allow the blacks outside of Africa to get resources because if they get resources, then they'll control the world. So make sure there's no harmony between those who are in Africa and those who are outside of Africa. They made it intentional for T'Challa to say, you not my people. Those aren't my people. I'm the king of Wakanda. To, to, to put it out there like, 
Africans don't like black people. So it's reinforcing a negative stereotype. Which we've all heard for yeah. a long time. Yes, but it's not true. I'm, right, on, I'm right. on the phone with Africa. It's African com- countries that's begging us to come back. But to reinforce the idea that y'all can't connect with them Africans, they make that scene as soon as T'Challa walks. I mean, um, as soon as Njadaka walks in and T'Challa's sitting on the throne. T'Challa knows this is my first cousin. But he has disdain towards him immediately. That scene is just saying, y'all don't like each other. Y'all don't like each other. So with the glitz and the glamour, they're throwing us subliminal messages. I'll say this with the whole goings on to the movie. I'm not being funny. I'm not as smart as I thought I was. Because the the Facebook posts, the, the YouTube videos... It's so many big words that I just. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not being funny. Like the the when I, I told you I saw it twice. Yeah, I did too. Me too. The the first time I saw it and I went on Facebook and I saw some of the posts that people were putting up and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with like, me? What movie did I see? <laughs> because yeah, motherfuckers is like really like giving in depth like like speakings on this yeah. movie and I'm like. I didn't feel none of that shit. I'm like, I gotta go see this shit again. So, I, to your point, I guess you could say I'm Team Killmonger. Okay. Because I like, I just liked. It. I don't know if Michael B. Jordan's a good actor yet. I'm still out on the. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't. Know. I have no idea. I don't know. He's put in. He's put in phenomenal spots, but I, with I, greatly <laughs> written characters. But I don't know if I, I'm still if they on put. I don't know if they put the guy from Get Out in that character. If he's better no. or I don't know. Like I told, like, like as soon as the shit, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I fuck with this Killmonger nigga. Fucking, I hate Michael B. Jordan. I'm like, that's how I felt as soon as the shit is over. But. For me, I liked Killmonger from the rip. I'm talking about from when he was in the museum and he was like, "Yeah, I'll take it." And the white lady was like, "Oh, these items, these are these uh, artifacts aren't for sale." And he mm-hmm. like, "Well, how do you think your people got them? Mm-hmm. Did you think they paid a fair price?" I'm like, "Ooh, I like this nigga." Yeah, I was rude. I'm, I'm talking about I was Killmonger, Umbae. Like I was going crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I like this motherfucker <laughs> all the way to the end when he got killed. And he like. Oh, we can save you. He like, no, for what? Put yeah. me in a cage? No, he, dog, he, put me in the ocean. He, no, maintained, he like, maintained his integrity throughout. I, I liked him. It was character consistency from the first time we seen him on screen to when he died. Now, yeah. I'll say this because I told you right after I saw it, I've never seen a Marvel movie. Have you? Yeah. See, I've you've seen them. You've seen, yeah. I've never seen one. So I have no Marvel movie etiquette. Perfect example. The movie ends. It's going off. I stand up and put my coat on. My girl, like, what the fuck are you doing? Ain't nobody else in the damn room. I'm like, what the fuck is everybody sleep? My girl, like, no, sit down. It's not over. I'm like, this shit say starring. What the fuck you mean? Because I've never seen a Marvel say movie. in Baku. And my girl, like, my girl, like, no, no, sit down, sit down. So we sitting there watching the credits. Boom, another scene. I'm like, this is the stupidest shit ever. I'm like, they. She like, yeah, Marvel movies do this, whatever. So they do the scene, whatever, whatever. The shit in. Now the lights come on and the, the credits is back. I'm like, all right, bet. I get up. My girl, like. No, sit down. I'm like, you got the fucking kidding me. The motherfuckers is cleaning up the theater. Did they come in with the with the brooms? I'm like, why is there everybody? St- I'm talking about the whole theater still sitting yeah. there. The shit fully ends. Boom, another scene. I'm like, yeah. See, I, I've never seen none of this shit, so I didn't know that that's the thing. Yeah. So it's like, if you like these type movies, you'll love it. For me. Yeah, I don't think it was. A, I don't think it was a bad movie. I don't think so either. But for me, more so, I was looking at it like it was actual. Like it felt like 
not a superhero movie. It felt like real life. Because yeah. I was on the tip, like, most superhero, superhero movies, like, you watch Batmans or Supermans or any of these type Meteor Man. It's like Meteor Man had to fight the Golden Lords. With this, it's like... It just is really us beefing with each other. Yeah, exactly. There is, like, no bad c- crew. There is, like, you watch Blank Man. The nigga had to take on the drug. <laughs> like, every movie has, like, a bad syndicate. Yeah, yeah the way, the way <clears throat> this movie is similar and different than the other Marvel movies because typically Marvel movies introduce conflict around, like, the one-hour mark of the right. movie. And then the next hour is... F- spent fighting the conflict but it's not really a resolution to it it's just like a temporary resolution but, but I, or there's a new conflict that gets introduced right before the end but mm-hmm. i'm saying on the tip where it's like you you look at like dark knight like bane bane i'm talking about from jump street he like oh you know uh, what what do he say uh uh he didn't fly so well. A lot of loyalty for a higher gun. Bane, like, well, perhaps he's wondering why you would shoot a man and throw him. Like, you knew from the rip <laughs> Bane was about it. Right. He said, all right, genius, you know, you got caught. Now what's this next part of your plan? Crashing this plane? <laughs> like, like, from the rip, you know what Bane about. And in this, when Killmonger said the shit about the artifacts, I'm like, I think I like Killmonger. I'm, I'm yeah. telling my girl, I'm like, I think I There was somebody put a post on Twitter and it, like, it fucked my head up. And they was like, yo, they was like, we think that Ryan Coogler and the other writers from Black Panther wrote Killmonger so dope that they was like, we got to put some bad shit in here about him because people are going to like him too much. Like, and they added like the stuff about um, him, like abusing women and all of that, like and choking the priestess out yeah. just to make it to where it's like, but that's he's the, a little bit less and, and palatable. That's the, that's the history the, of, sorry, of the revolutionary character. It's the same because he's because Killmonger is no different than Magneto. It's still, it's, right. st- it's still the same character. But in order to demonize the revolutionary, they add an extra component. So with Magneto, it's not just, all right, I don't want to separate people all mutants. Every now and then, he like, well, I want to kill all humans. And so it gets you to a place where you don't want to be associated with the revolutionary. It's the same with uh, in the Planet of the Apes, with Koba. They demonize, they demonize him. So it's always the same character over and over again. So you can, some, but I'm glad that so many folks did videos prior to Black Panther mm-hmm. because it made a lot of people actually go in there with their eyes open. Now, like you said, you went in there and you was like, it was just a movie to me. That's when it's a problem. See, when you go and you I'm, watch... I'm sorry. No, it's nothing to be sorry about. Right. It's, nothing, it's nothing to be sorry about. <laughs> That's just scary. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I'll be trying to say I'm a be calm and I must talk. I'll be watching Amos Wilson and I'll be like, I'll be wanting, I want to sound like him because folks always say I'm aggressive. Let me try to let me try to calm it down. So I apologize for that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to I apologize, apologize for that. making you get aggressive with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. One fish, two fish. <laughs> like, like, well, uh, I apologize. So, <laughs> when... When you go into a movie and you don't have your guard up, that's how the subliminal messages grab a hold of you. Now, see, that's that's one of the things I saw on Facebook. Yeah. Like, they should have prepared black people for going into the movie. And I'm like... A lot of us did. Like I said, yeah, it, my video got three million views. So, everybody that watched my video, even though a bunch of them might have been mad at me, they went to the movie thinking about, like... Maybe I should be paying attention to this a little bit because if you don't, if you don't understand how much they study people just to get there, it's like I'm, I was taking a class. In, Real in, quick, in do you post about our podcast on your Facebook? Yes, oh, I posted thanks, about thanks. it before. But I mean, like, do a video and call people, you know, pieces of shit, and then <laughs> you know pieces. how you do, <laughs> as heard on the realest podcast ever. <laughs> yeah, make a video people. call talking. I don't crazy. call people pieces, and then of shit. slip in, go listen to the podcast. <laughs> I got y'all, but. 
it's like this, right? So the psychology of people, it's a psychology to colors. Right. Somehow they figure out red makes you hungry, right? Mm-hmm. So McDonald's has red in it. Burger King's has red in it. You go down south, Bojangles got red in it. Wendy's got red wow. in it. Checkers got red in it. So the psychology of colors is we put red on it, and then you wonder why every time you drive by, you hungry. They found out that earth tones make you more comfortable. So when you go into a restaurant, all the restaurants got earth tones so you can feel more comfortable and stay here a little while. We can come upsell you something. So folks know good well how to subconsciously program your mind to want or to do what they want you to do. So when you go into a movie or listen to music, you are being subconsciously trained if you don't have your guard up. To think folks are going to spend millions of dollars no, on... you're not lying. Yeah. Subconscious think, is crazy. Yeah, you think folks are going to spend millions of dollars on commercials if they don't work? Yeah. Now, if a 30-second commercial can make you buy something that you don't need, how, what more can a two-hour movie do to you? Yeah, true. What more can the 21-hour albums you listen to in a year do to you? Like Nipsey rapped over something Nas did the other day. I haven't listened to it, but yeah. everybody I follow on Twitter was like, it was trash. So It's trash. Twitter says it's trash. It's, it's trash. Crazy. Like, yeah, the subconscious is and, and the thing is, it's so dangerous with the subconscious is when you go, when, when you do get four minutes to go and listen to it, you're going to go into it like, this is going to be bad. See, this, this is the fucked up part, though. I'm not like like you. You're a deep, you got on a shirt to say, stay woke. Like, you're like a thought like how we talk about sex second level and third level yeah. you're like on the 18th level <laughs> I'm appreciate not. that brother that's real yeah. shit it's just, a, so it's it's like, just a think tank so we walked in the movie theater the other day and like my girl tapped me as she was like make sure you pay attention to the hidden messages and I'm like <laughs> I'm you like, didn't tell me it was a test <laughs> I'm like on the edge of my seat like was that a hidden message like every little thing that happened I'm like is that supposed to be because that's just how, how, how people were making the movie and I yeah. told you people were literally giving think pieces about what they thought about the movie and I'm like damn I completely missed that yeah. like the whole um, life will be better for the black man if he just entrusts in a black woman. Like, motherfuckers was going off on that, John, and I'm like, yeah, I see what they saying, but that was that was a that was good for a moment, but but then it 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 showed uh, uh what does Alvin Morrow call it? Um, ah oh, man, I hate when I can't remember something. Uh, uh, some kind of psychosis or whatever. So it ends up with the woman being over the man, and he's kneeling down because he's afraid of her at the end. What's the guy's name? What? What? Um, the guy from Get Out's character. Oh, I think I don't. I don't know his character. When name, he comes up with the rhino, I just and then the rhino, and then the rhino licks her, yeah. and then he like, "Are you going to kill me, my love?" And it turns the man, and you know, not that a a, a, a woman is subservient or anything to a woman, because I don't want the feminists to try to kill me. <laughs> not a misogynist, but it just it, it reverses the role. Psychic chaos. That's what Alvin Morrow calls it. Psychic chaos when the when the when the leader ends up following the follower. So that's what we we end up seeing. So yeah, it's okay to see the women strong. I'm not I'm I'm not against that. I, I liked her character. Yeah, I, yeah I, she I was all it. in. I loved well, it. She, she was yeah, all. Yeah, 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 definitely. But then you end up seeing the man like I'm gonna just throw my weapon down and I'm just gonna give up because this woman is gonna kick my ass. The biggest thing I think I took away from the movie was instantly I didn't like T'Challa dead, like the actual Black yeah. Panther. I yeah. mean, like. 
instantly. Like from the moment he, I'm, I'm, I literally leaned over my girl. I'm like, I don't like the cut of this man's jib. <laughs> and, and, my, and my girl was like, what? I'm like, I don't like the cut of his jib. Just, he just comes off as like a piece of shit. And then you see, he kills his brother, leaves the nephew in Oakland out of all places. Yeah. It's like, damn. Like he don't even take the nephew with him. Like, yo, I just killed your dad, but come on. To, so, uh, your so, what's that, so what's that message, Matt? I don't, I don't know. The, the Africans abandoned y'all here. Yeah, but see, that's the that I was I was telling him the other day. Paul Mooney has a, a had a joke on his uh, Jesus is Black John where he was like, Africans I hate. And an African lady was sitting in the front row. She found a face. He's like, oh, no, it's true. I hate you. He's like, we waited and waited and nobody came for us. He's like, y'all wrote us off like a bad check. He's like, had that been any other people, they would have declared war on America for their people back. He's like, Africans just left us the fuck here and went on like nothing happened. And then they showed up 300 years later with a briefcase full of watches i don't fuck with you <laughs> and he was like but that was like real in the movie seeing them completely like oh no we got the resources we got all of this technology we ain't fucking with it but everybody. they were so fearful like if somebody finds out about it they'll try to come and fight us or take it from us or this or that they so was, we just gonna leave our people but for y'all dead. got shit that can't nobody stop exactly <laughs> but and, they, and we still fearful so now that subliminal message is as advanced technologically and educationally as we are we're still inferior to the white man my thing is is like y'all got this power y'all got this the what was the uh, vibranium. vibranium black panther's walking around in a suit that literally makes him unstoppable. He takes the the suit off and, and like drinks the shit to, to lose the Black Panther. He's Takashi Six Nine. It's <laughs> like I never seen nothing like. Well, this. in his defense, he is like one of the smartest people in this country, and he's a sa- trained samurai. Yeah, but he got his ass whooped. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, every now and again, you run into somebody that can whoop ass a little better than you. <laughs> Even Bruce Lee couldn't box a bullet. Yeah, true. <laughs> Nor his son. Nor his son. <laughs> Yeah, the farmer had to dig his ass up <laughs> out the river. <laughs> yeah, that shit was bad for him. But my thing, like I said, with, with the movie is to see Africa, which we all know is the birthplace of people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the richest. It probably is the richest continent as far oh, definitely as is. things and supplies yeah. and shit like that. To see them have it to where people think they're a third world country because that was what was going on. Remember, they was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, they have all this shit in the bowls. Like, that's a third world country. But they're really living great and got all of this stuff and all of this amazing technology. And then they turn their back on the world. And that's why I was saying with Killmonger, that's not like a a villain in a movie that's like trying to destroy everything. It's an anti-hero. Killmonger literally shows up like, yo, let's take this shit. Nigga, I'm Oakland fucked up. <laughs> let's take this shit back out. Oaktown. Let's take it to Chicago. Let's take it to New York. Let's free all of our people from their oppressors. And they like, yo, boy, tripping. Let's get him the fuck out of here. And, and I, that's what I told my girl. I'm like, the biggest thing I took away from the movie was black people are never going to be able to get it right because we can't coexist with each other. That's what I took away from that's what it. That's what it wants you to believe. Like That's the movie. So, yeah. I mean, we got hundreds of years of programming uh-huh. and psychological damage that's been done to us from like multiple different sources, like from, you know, us versus us to us versus these people versus these people. And it's just like it's going to take a whole lot of work to it reverse is. what's happened, it but it's not impossible. No, it's been made to think it's impossible, but it's just it, it is going to take a lot. Hopefully of Trump keep being if Trump keep being Trump, it's going to help us. 
<laughs> it's gonna help us to a certain because the more because the more he do some crazy radical stuff because it's gonna take some radical stuff for us to say you know what because a lot of us don't even want to be free. Freedom, freedom is not the the goal. So folks are like, man, Killmonger ain't have he ain't had no good plan. I'm like, the plan was to get free, y'all. We can figure out the rest of the stuff once we free. I ain't. I, I'm not concerned with how we build after we get free. I'm concerned with getting free. You know I mean, somebody choking me. I'm not going to concern with how I'm how I breathe after they let me go. Yeah. I got to get you off my neck. Yeah, see, the, and the weird part was I, I drove to 60 the next day after I did the movie. <laughs> Somehow it comes back to a bus. <laughs> and I'm like, we don't need freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was on. like Mitch is wrong. Yeah. We don't need freedom. Yeah. Mitch is tripping on that video. I'm like, we don't I got need freedom. I got to send this a video, Mitch. <laughs> do, do, do you think this motherfucker need to be free? Yo, is this real, one of them? Real talk, though. Yo, nah, like... Nah. I I really don't like, and I love I love black people. I do. I, I mean, I, I like all people. I'm not one of them people that hate people. I don't got that. I don't hate anybody. I, I don't got. I don't got too much time. You know, contrary to popular belief. But it, some of the shit I just see from us, it just be like, I'd keep my vibranium too if I had <laughs> if I had the shit. I, you know, I wouldn't pass. That I mean, shit I around. wouldn't give the vibranium, but I would free folks and allow folks to control their own destiny. Like we we really messed up. You know, as a people, but there has been systematic um, programming. Oh, no, I'm not, I never done, you know, that, yeah. It's like sometimes you can look, you can you can see a family man where the lineage is just like they just never learned nothing since slavery, right? Like blind they just the blind leading the blind. Yeah, they, they the came dumb. from, a, and you got to think we only five or six generations from slavery. Yeah, five six generations from slavery, man. Some more, some it, lo- lower, lesser than yeah. That. And so, so some folks just some families, man. They ain't learn much of nothing, man. And it's it's sad. And it's not like the public school system is really going to teach you and help you do nothing. It's not like anything is really designed. Now they done took all our rec centers in this city. I don't know about other cities, but in Philly, the rec centers and stuff is going. We ain't got arcades to go play. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just it, it'd be crazy. Like just how the different like the generations look. Totally at, different at things like how they look at the world, how they look at other people, how they look at, at us. It's just like my grandpa. He's ninety seven. He'll be ninety eight in May. He's from Monroe, North Carolina. So he grew up in the twenties down south. And he tells me like, "Oh, you work for something? Well, you better not leave. That's the best job a black man can have." And I'm like, "Who the fuck is that?" I'm, like, I'm in here taking shit out your fridge. Like, no, it is. It's just like crazy. It's just how different. The different generations yeah. see the world mm-hmm. like for what it is. And it's it's I don't know. Like I, I I told you at first when I first saw the Black Panther, I wasn't like overly like people was like, oh, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. I'm like, no, the fuck it isn't. Yeah, Passenger 57 is better than this. Be <laughs> I'm like, this shit isn't that fucking good. Like John. <laughs> where, Cut- where? <laughs> John Cutter was the fucking <laughs> man. guy, man. Keeping, comes out with the I'm most random outlandish I'd stuff. I'd rather watch Passenger 57. <laughs> but when I went back and saw it the second time, I'm like, all right, I can understand the dialogue and the talking and mm. all of the different things that are going on because now I'm I'm looking at it basically like you said, like a little different. Like I got a different lens on. And I, I, I'm on a tip where it's like, could the T'Challa's and Killmonger's coexist? Now I'm questioning it yes. if it could happen. Yes. T'Challa. Because you, you got people, you got somebody who wants freedom from all oppressors. 
But then you have somebody who literally has the power to do that and says, no, y'all don't need that. We don't need to let this out into the world because then things are going to get completely scrambled and it's going to be all over the place. So that's more so my joint. Like, can the T'Challa's and Killmonger's coexist? I think T'Challa and Killmonger can coexist if T'Challa is is open to change some things. Now, this now, is Now, see, at the end, he was, though. Remember, he he started this the hospital. He came to Oakland. Yeah. They had he, the Bugatti spaceship. Yeah, he obama us. He, he, he obama us. <laughs> he obama us. And, and, people, and people felt... He brought back the block, but they still slaves on the block. So what it is, you know? But the T'Challa's and the Killmonger's can exist. Killmonger is... Let me stop. In Jadaka, because it's it's still that's even a, another message in a the movie. They would never call him by his real name because the little girl comes out and says, "You're Eric Killmonger. You you know CIA this or that and that." And he says, "That's not my name, baby. My name is Injadaka. I'm the son of Injobu in in Jobu. So so but even we continue to call him by this negative connotation name. I mean, I just like the name. Well, I mean, everything is deeper to me. Yeah, you know, every, that's what I'm saying. Everything, like, I, everything is deeper to me. So the Injadakas and the T'Challas can coexist because Injadaka is he's he's just a general. He he, and I just looked at the other guy, the Wakabi. They're they're generals, but T'Challa just has to be open to using his generals now. Forget Killmonger. He didn't want to use Wakabi. If 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 Injadaka didn't come in five, ten years from now, Wakabi was going to try the same thing. Because he had a conversation with him. Listen, Who's uh, Wakabi? Wakabi, the guy from Get, Get Out. out. Get Out. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I looked it up because I wanted to have his name right. Yeah. So, you know, he went to him like, you know, I ain't with bringing nobody up in here. But if you want me and my guys to go clean up the world... <laughs> we got you, right? Yeah, and he was do it. <laughs> yeah, and he was having issues. Yeah, not only him, Nakia, uh, Lapita, and Longo's. Um, what, what the heck is her name? In 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 Lapita, I'm gonna just call her Lapita. Lapita's character. I can't come back. I seen what's going on in the world. Yeah. So it was a lot of folks that was around him. So he he has to be open. They can coexist because the general. R- R- real quick, Lapita looked amazing. Listen oh, here, my goodness. Listen no, here. I'm not trying to be funny. I didn't know it was her till like an hour. <laughs> I told who is this bitch? That oh my goodness! Good. Listen here. And my girl like that's Lapita. I'm like, no, the fuck is Look, she? Look, Lapita was good. looking good yeah. as hell in that movie. I said, she, sorry, she, feminists she, for fetishizing yeah, black women. Whatever. She could have me walking barefoot eating. Lapita look good. But they can coexist, man. We we definitely can coexist. The revolutionary and can drag and, me. I'm know. going to work tomorrow. Huh? I don't get a two shits about people like people like get so bent out of shape nowadays about any and everything. Oh, you, oh, you saw what I said about the feminists. Yeah, they go yeah, crazy. It's, it's it's like I'm not a feminist. I have a mom. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, <laughs> I have I'm, a mom. I, it's the truth. Right. You got to see my inbox. Imagine what an inbox looked like when you got two videos in the same week that got like three million views and 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 it's controversial. You what trying were to you talking through all of it? Listen, a couple of different things, man. But these folks, first of all, I don't. I'm trying to figure out: Do they think I read them? <laughs> it's no. You can't think I. Re- as soon as I open it and I see it's a long five paragraph, I don't read it. I don't read it. Yeah. I'm not reading it. But they be wanting to cuss me out. They be on the post. I, I got called. I get. I get called uh, uh, misogynist and 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 man bashers in the same day. I'm like, how can I be both? 
how the hell can I man bash and be a misogynist? Like, either I'm on one side of the fence or I'm on the other. But folks just don't want no kind of accountability. Yeah. No matter who it is. But that's a whole nother I, subject. I, I, people hate hearing the truth. I don't know why. Oh, my God. But it's like, but I had a chick recently on in a, on Instagram DM me, like, you always be talking shit about niggas out here, like, like niggas is the worst people on earth. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like, you're 37 and you ran on the back door. You were hiding behind a mannequin at Broad and Lehigh. <laughs> and ran on the back door of the bus. It's like you're not an upstanding person. So it's like I, that'd be my job. It's like I just pretty much talk about what I see. I'm not making yeah, shit up. What you I, see, yeah. I just tell, and I, I say it like it is on all sides. It's yeah. like black people are fucked up. There are white. Go down Kensington. There are white people that yeah, are stuff doing happens. Terrible. I mean, especially on on the bus. You know, I was why I, I watched somebody <laughs> um, snatch a bike off the front. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Give me that real quick. Give me that bike. <laughs> listen, listen. I'm driving a 54. God, I'm driving a 54. Black boy gets on. He puts the bike on the bike rack. Gets on the bus. We going down Lehigh Avenue. We got to where's the McDonald's? American and Lehigh is that American or second? One of them in Lehigh, right where uh, the the money money lounge was at. Right yeah. there. I pull up at the red light, chilling. It's People crossing the street, Puerto Rican boy walking across the street like no, just walking. He walk up and start taking the bike off the bike rack. <laughs> I'm looking dead at him and I'm like, so I, I turned. Oh man, they taking your bike. <laughs> I turned and I'm like, hey, uh, did you okay this with the bike? Like, did you send him a text message yeah, like, and yo, say, yo, get the bike American on the front of the bus? The yeah. So I'm like, yo, did you okay this? He like, man, what the? Open the door. I open the door. Puerto Rican boy is like you ever seen a cartoon where like they running but they they not moving. <laughs> he, he, he got he got the bike on the ground and he's running side by side trying to like hop on the bike so he can so he can get going. And and black boy like haw, I'm talking about hawking down. And now the light is green. So, so they, what do you do? I pull off. They <laughs> down the street. So I, I pull off. I, I pull off. It's a dude waiting at the next corner. I think that's Masher and Lehigh. I can see the black bull on the bike in my rear view Behind put, you. coming down to, to the bus. So I'm like, I'm about to run this fucking light. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I'm going to pass him. Because I'm like, this motherfucker's going to haunt me and be mad as shit. So bull puts the cane out. So I'm like, fuck, I stopped. Light turned red. Black boy, I'm talking about came up <laughs> on the bike. Damn, dog, you was going to leave me? I'm like, I thought you was about to be <laughs> rapping with him. <laughs> I thought this was an all-day thing. <laughs> yeah. he, he put the bike back on the bike rack, got on center. He like, boy, lucky I just came home and I ain't looking for no smoke. I'm like, right, 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 <laughs> right, right. He's like, yeah. keep that same energy with the bus driver yeah. because I, too, am avoiding smoke right Yo, now. Motherfucker <laughs> took the, bu- the bike right off the bike Yo, rack. Folks is out the, here. The motherfuckers out here just doing crazy stuff. Out here doing crazy stuff. Shit. Shit, dog. Yeah. Due to my job recently, a uh, chick got her purse snatched getting on the bus. And the, the driver hopped off and chased the bull down and got the purse. I'm like, man, amazing. Because yeah. I wouldn't have chased him. Cool. <laughs> chick got her phone snatched one time getting on my bus on the 54. She was getting on the bus on the phone. Bull walked up, snatched the phone. I remember that was going on like crazy. Yeah. They were snatching phones like all over the place. People doing real bad out here, man. Bad. No, they yo, doing like, real listen, bad out here. I don't be fucking exaggerating, making up no motherfucking euphemisms. I'm talking about people. I see some of the most insane 
shit go on. I guess. And I, I like, I literally sit back sometimes and I just be like, how? <laughs> how? Like, yo, F and Allegheny? All, all of that shit. <laughs> that just sound like something all crazy. The, all, all the letters in Allegheny. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I, I'm t- you go down there, dog. Like the other day when it was warm, it's like. This shit really looked like Grand Theft Auto. Like how people just walking around, just spacing the fuck out. It was a, it was like two federal agents chasing a nigga down the street on this side. Oh, man. And on this side, they like barbecuing. It's just like, it's amazing how much shit just goes on in the hood. So it's like, yeah, I can understand keep me in vibranium. And just like, um, yeah, y'all just going to be where y'all at. I understand. It's the equivalent of like black people being successful and moving out together. And that's, to me, that's what Wakanda represented to me. That's what I kind of Wakanda like. was like a, a upper upper class, affluent black neighborhood where they don't identify with the black people in the hood and they don't want nothing to do with them. That's what it looked like to me. And people saying Wakanda forever. I, I, I didn't understand the Wakanda forever because it was like Wakanda that's kind of like on some bullshit. For real, for real. Right. So it's like, that's, I, I I felt like I walked away because, yo, y'all don't understand. Me and this nigga was going at yo, it. At, at, at two in the morning or whatever the fuck it was on Saturday. Listen, I left the movie and I text him and Ron like, like yeah, man. Bullshit. This shit ain't for me. I, I'm like, I'm, I, I, was, I was like, I'm hyped for Super Troopers too. Yo, that, that, Just, that set me off. I said, I said, I said, Matthew. What a Super That's a real movie? That's a real movie. It's a comedy I movie. I said, Matthew, help me under, I said, I can get that you're not in the Black Panther, but how are you going to then drop Super Troopers 2 on me in response to how you are like, not feeling the I, Black I, I want to play the message so bad. He was like, man, I'm about to be done with this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed. Like, As all our arguments do, it, yo, it ended with love. But yeah, the, we told the, each other then, yo, I love you, dog. That's, 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 that's how me and Carl is. Yo, in we the, me in and the Carl moment, beef, on the phone. I'll be calling him a slave all the time. That's that slave. That's that slave stuff, man. You know what I'm yo, saying? But that's my brother. And it would I, never get out to the street. I, you know what I'm saying? I told him and Ra, I'm like, the movie just ain't for me. It's like, if you're a Marvel person or like these comics, here go another joint, real quick. I, I, I'm not in the comic books. Sorry, are either were y'all when you were I was lightly in the kind like I, I had like a little bit of Black Panther, I had a lot of Thor, uh Incredible Hulk, like and X-Men. So it's like I'm at work the other day and like one of the guys in my default comes in and he's going off about Black Panther and I'm like, What's wrong? He like, Man, they changed so much shit from the comic book because in the comic book Black Panther was dating Storm and uh-huh. da 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 I'm just like, Yo, shut the <laughs> fuck up. I'm because like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to hear this shit. But when I said when I saw it again, my yeah. perspective on it changed to where it's like, all right, I can understand why people have such a deep feeling, whether yeah. they're on one side, other side, or or whatever. Yeah. Because at the end, for me, it was like I felt what Killmonger was saying: is black people suffering all over the world, and we have the ability here to help them. I'm a rightful heir to the throne. I have the right to challenge. Right. I'm a beat boy to fuck up because he can't fuck off this mountain. He can't fuck with me. <laughs> And then we gonna get this shit cracking all over the world. I felt him on that, but then on the same time, I understood why the Wakandians, if you want to call them that, were hesitant in wanting to put that shit out. And because 
you remember Dave Chappelle with the uh, reparations? Richest man alive. No, yeah, like he like <laughs> you can't give repar- you can't give niggas yeah. checks and so let them loose because so, so, so this is your is this your son? No, no I, I just bought this baby I, I cash. This baby cash. <laughs> 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 like, like you just can't give niggas that type power. Like perfect example. If you ever watched Meteor Man, you remember Meteor Man? Yeah, I watched. You remember Meteor Man? Mm-hmm. Do you remember it like vividly? No, I haven't seen it since '94. Yeah, but go ahead. Robert, I mean, uh, Robert Townsend was Meteor Man. He mm-hmm. got the power from the Meteor. Mm-hmm. Became superhuman strength, superhuman all this shit. The nigga was building like massive vegetables, cleaning up crime, getting rid of crack houses. Like he was bettering the world. Mm-hmm. The leader of the Golden Lords. Remember, he touched the Meteor at the end. When they was fighting in the street and he had the power for 30 seconds, he turned to a squad and was like, shoot me. And they all started <laughs> shooting and the bullets yeah. couldn't affect him. He uh-huh. said, I will be God on this planet. I want to meet with all the world leaders. I'm like, this nigga done lost his mind. <laughs> he had power for 10 seconds. <laughs> nigga said, I will be God. I want to meet with all the world leaders. And it's like, that's really what happens <laughs> if you give the wrong people but power. They didn't, so I understood both sides. But they didn't the have to just give the give the vibranium to anybody. What Njobu was talking about was them being able to rule the world righteously. Right. Now, Killmonger and Jadaka was definitely upset. His father got killed. He got abandoned. So, of course, he's going to be a little angry. But when you look at the root of, especially starting with his father, it wasn't about let's just give, the, the, you know, these random guys on the corner vibranium weapons to kill everybody. He said, man, we can rule the world the right way. So I'm with that. I'm with that. And that's kind of how I felt that I, I told you, even down to him saying, uh, put me in the ocean with my ancestors mm-hmm. who knew that you know death was better than bondage it's like he stuck true to who he yeah. was and what he was out to yeah. do i think i think right ryan coogler did a, a a great job of sliding you know what he could in you know he still had to allow white supremacy to do white supremacy do but he slid he slid some good stuff i'll in say there. this he's a phenomenal director oh my goodness. because i watched a um it's like a nine minute video i watched today on how they did the fight scene in the casino, in with, the casino. With the girl's hat. Now, now, he it's a nine-minute video for a 45-second scene, and you think they not putting subliminal messages into everything? Now, here's the thing, though. He was saying how they did that at the beginning. He was like, we tried to set a precedent for how well we was going to work, and he was showing all it did. Like, they had to develop a John. Remember when, what's the girl, the bald head lady? I can't think of Okoye. her name. Okoye. When Okoye was up on the balcony and the boy realized who she was and she started fighting yeah. and T'Challa was down on the first level mm. and the body came falling off. Yeah. Remember when the shot like went from him yeah, straight, like, straight up? Yeah. He's like, they had to build a, basically like a slingshot with the camera on, on it so that like when the shit popped off the camera shot he's like and then you you can almost see it it's a dude standing behind the pillar so when the camera came off the slingshot he caught it and that's how I'm like they creative as shit yeah. <laughs> they want to come to direct yeah. I've, been, uh, I've been watching a lot of the media like surrounding yeah. the movie and stuff and like the interviews and all that and they were saying that Part of the reason why Ryan Coogler is such a successful director is because of his cinematography. And they had Phenomenal. extended, like, uh, like not even a crane. You can't even call it. A, it's not a crane shot, but it's like these, uh, like, dialogue shots where they're, like, following somebody. And it's, like, so long. Yeah. And they, like, how, do, how they maintain the steadiness of the camera and all that. He's the only one in the industry that oh, can do that. They said they built a slingshot with the camera on it. <laughs> Let the shit go. The camera... 
basically shot up from the first level to the second level. And, and the nigga came it. from behind the pillar and caught it <laughs> and kept the show. I'm like, that's amazing. But going to what you were saying about the hidden messages, Ryan Coogler was talking about how for that scene, Okoye is dressed in red. Lapita is in green and then T'Challa is, is in, in black, black for the Pan-African mm-hmm. and all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, like it is so much little shit yeah. to just go <sighs> on. Like she's got on gold because that's a sign of something else he was saying. It was something with the shoe, something with the hair, yeah, it was a whole lot of stuff. He was then they was talking about the whole shit with the spear that she had like how cuz she was using a rubber spear. And it, it's just it, it he's a phenomenal director. After yeah, watching no. that video, I'm like, yo, this nigga's good. And he <laughs> said that he went to an enclave in Africa mm-hmm. that's like uh you know like a small community or whatever and they they were one of the only African uh African colonies in uh South Africa to not be colonized by like the outside yeah. world or whatever and because they couldn't be colonized largely because they was up on this mountain ridge or whatever and people couldn't get to it he said so once they couldn't colonize them they just cut them off from all resources he's like but the the way that they maintain the land and all that is so beautiful. And he's like, he went there for like two months and just lived out there like he was one of them. And he's like, yo, being in Africa and going to these different tribes and stuff like that and seeing like, it's like black people, we didn't lose. It's like they think that black Americans are disconnected from Africa, but it's still certain little small nuances and aspects of how we live our everyday life that are still connected back to our original roots and like how we sit down and, you know, eat dinner as, yeah, you know, um, in, in, as a as a family and all of that. Afrocentricity, Molefi Asante calls it um, a DNA, a, a DNA memory. You know, he broke he broke down a lot of the things that we do that are African in culture that we don't even dig at all. But it's still a part of our DNA. Yeah, and he was touching on that. And um, this was he did a he did a he was on Hot 97. And then uh, Chadwick Boseman, who's a phenomenal actor, he's played all of our black heroes in the last like 10 years. (laughs) He was Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, (laughs) T'Challa. Like and um, he was on uh, he did the Breakfast Club and stuff like that. So I'm just been following this movie. And it's like. You know, obviously with a big budget movie, it's like a lot of hard work that goes into it. But it's like even like you would think that some of the detail oriented stuff would get lost in a 200 million dollar production. And they really harped and focused in on that. And that's what's made, you know, part of what's made the movie so successful. It's crazy. It's like with all of the hype, you almost forget that like Angela Bassett and Forrest Whitaker, like real life heavyweights is in this movie. They like like Forrest Whitaker played like a real good one eyed like. You know, shamanism. Like, like I guess he he's like the uh, the the I don't know what he was like the semi I guess to uh, Akeem if that makes any yeah. sense. It was well, fuck the part was like the young. They even went and found like a young little half cockeyed <laughs> young boy to play him at the apartment <laughs> in Oakland. And I'm like they the the movie is good. It is it is very good. Um, a lot of different messages you could pull from, and it d- depends sure. on the way you think, the way you feel, the way you yeah, look at the messages. world. Um, yeah. Like I said, Black Panther 2, you know that's coming. Um, they said that uh, Wakanda is going to be a big focus of the Infinity uh War, the Avengers Affinity War that comes out in May, and like that running fight scene that's in the trailer or whatever, that's based in Wakanda because there's like I think the Soul Stone or whatever is going to be in Wakanda, so the large fight from Infinity War is going to be set in that. Uh, now, see, that's that really where what like I, if you're like a person like me who's literally, I've never watched Thor, Hulk, Captain America, 
the, the Avengers, none of this shit. Yeah. Ant Man, I didn't even know Ant Man was a fucking thing. Yo, Ant Man is actually a funny ass movie. You would like Ant Man. I've never seen any of this shit. I, I just wasn't in the comics, and so yeah. the comic book movies just didn't like. I no. Yeah, I mean, so, what what I would think, what I would say is that Marvel and Disney have done a good job of loosely adapting the concepts from the comics and making it palatable to where it's like, even if you're not in the comics, it makes right. for a good product as far as like the viewing public goes. Yeah, but see, this is the thing now. It's like you, the stories tie in. They'd have to. Yeah. I imagine they tie into well, each other. Black Panther's story loosely ties into like the other stuff that's mm. went on. But just as a standalone, it's its own story arc also. Okay. Um, but the Avengers movie is basically like uh, a, uh, what do you call it? Like a crash course of all these different events that have happened prior to. So let me ask you this. What was the salary shit you said you wanted oh, to discuss? I saw something on, uh, I saw something online that was basically, it was, it's like this YouTube page called like Real Salary or something like that. And they break down salaries for people in movies. And I just found it interesting that I'm thinking like, you know, a movie with a twenty two hundred million dollar budget, like. Where does the money go? Like, is it in the production? Is it in the salary? Whatever. Angela Bassett and Forrest Whitaker got 400K to do this movie. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther got 3 million, which I figured, I was I was thinking somewhere between like two and a half to seven or whatever. So he fell like right in the middle. Um, the Letitia Wright, who plays Shuri, got a million. Um, but everybody else was like 800K, whatever like I that. I thought she I, was phenomenal too. She sister, was all that, yeah. She was dope. But I, w- I, w- I would just think that like, you know, a movie of this stature that, you know, people would have gotten more money. Well, the, it's it's sort of like Get Out. Like, there are no heavyweights. And I think... Limba Chicken Chamin, Mkheta, a.k.a. Big Wara. Yo, it's Big Fred, a.k.a. Daddy Tuzawadi Podcast. Kiki Tsubafetu, and we are the Sobering Podcast. Tune in to us every second Wednesday for fire conversations and interviews about South African music, sneakers, and street culture. Check us out on the Revolt Podcast Network. Shout out to our moms. That's dope. That people are out here making movies that are doing 200 million plus box office with no heavyweights in it. Yeah. Like get out. The only person we knew was uh, Lil Rel, and that was because of the Kevin Hart, the, right, uh, right. Mm-hmm. the stand-up, and even that's like a niche yeah. popularity. But like with this, you figure Get Out Ball is Get Out Ball. Like yeah. that's how we know him. He Get Out. Uh, T'Challa has been. He's been in a couple movies. He did a. Uh, he was Jackie James Robinson, Brown, ja- James Brown, Thurgood Marshall. Yeah, like, but not nothing that's like nothing sh- that broke the bank. Nah. And then Michael B. Jordan was Wallace, and he's he's he got a, he got a million. Uh, yo, real quick, I, I was at the poker table today. White people love Rocky. Oh my god, yo. <laughs> it's like Rocky is yo. like interwoven into the fabric of Dog, our show. He we has had, a statue, <laughs> man. We had a white dealer today that would not shut up about the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. He's like, yeah, man. I, every night before I go home, man, I, before I get in bed, I watch the Super Bowl. I watch that last play, then I watch Jason Kelsey's speech, and I'm like, do you got kids? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're neglecting so, your children. So then he he all, he just kept talking about, the, and I'm like, well, the, the 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 white folks who love Geno's and Rocky will not like they are in heaven right now. That the Eagles. Won. So I mentioned he's like, what's your problem with Rocky? I'm like, it's an awful movie. He's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. That's an American classic. And I'm like, no, it isn't. So then we started talking about movies and what's yeah. classic, what's not. And 
one of the older white guys, he was sitting in, in seat three. He was mentioned something about going with the wind. And I'm like, I've never even seen that shit. And he was like, you're really in here discussing classic movies and you've never seen going with the wind. I'm like, have you ever seen belly? He said, what? I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, have you ever seen training day? Yeah. motherfucker? <laughs> and I'm like, Rocky's Academy not award. So, but pretty much everything we've said on here is like, yeah. Rocky's not a great movie. It's like, yeah. I understand why white folks who like salami, <laughs> Dig the movie. It makes sense, but the movie is not good. <laughs> a bunch of, talking about the movie. I told you, man. The most amazing shit about the Rocky series is he literally went from being like fifteen and sixty-seven the first movie to being fifty-four and three this, by the third and I'm, movie. And then, they, then, they, then I'm telling them now they done. They started with the Creed. So the guy was he was like, oh, let me guess, you like Creed? I'm like, I think you're saying that because I'm black. <laughs> but no, I hate Creed too because yeah. Rocky's in the shit. It was something <laughs> missing in Creed that he it just and, never, it just never gotten. And he was like, well. uh well, I guess, I guess you'll you'll get your wish because uh, Rocky's supposed to die in the next Creed, and I'm like, even after they gonna have him coming back <laughs> like a ghost in the in, wait Fuck till it, Ghost Rocky, w- Rocky gonna be in Creed Nine, I guarantee <laughs> but, you, all but, the next Creed. But that you bring up Rocky because my my elder is one Uh-oh. is one who has been um you know really opening my eyes up to looking at the movies and. Or subliminal messages in movies. And Rocky Three is what he said really opened his eyes when Rocky fights Clubber Lang. And he says, you know, when Rocky beats Clubber Lang, he like, you know, everybody is clapping. He said, I'm clapping. And then in the middle of me clapping, I asked myself, how the hell did they get me to root against the black guy? So that's the subliminal, the messaging, and he calls it inverted allegiance. He'll, you'll, he'll, the movie will have you pledging allegiance to folk that ain't even on your damn side. Right. And so that's what opened up his eyes to it. Like, damn, I didn't watch this movie, and by the end of the movie, I'm rooting against my own damn people, and I'm happy about it, and I'm clapping about it. <laughs> so the movies is deep, man. They deep, man. Yeah, Paul Mooney always says people believe what they see. Like uh, when Jaws came out, Beaches was empty. Like nobody was getting that <laughs> He's like Psycho came out Motherfuckers was bird bad Nobody took a shower He's like This just what it is People and this, and this what is, they is, see This is another thing I think is really problematic With Not with Black Panther itself But with the whole Brouhaha around it It's sad because It shows us That black people Are only moved by entertainment we're only moved by entertainment. Right. We can be talking about Wakanda forever, which is a fictitious place, but is many rich and great African kingdoms that there have been for centuries, and we can only get excited over Wakanda. They no, got put real. Wakanda on the flight. Thing. I'm going to Wakanda. You don't want to go to Ghana. Yes, you don't want to go to Guinea. That, you don't want to go to Nigeria. Folks, black folks, I want to go to France. I want to go to Italy. Folks don't even want to go to their own continent. But when you get a movie, now I can be excited. Now, I thank God that the movie is generating some kind of excitement about our homeland. But it really is really sad to me that we're that moved or only moved by entertainment. That's crazy to me. There's people that think Wakanda is real. Like they're going there. Yeah. I don't. I hope not. I hope I saw, nobody I, thinks that. I, I saw people like posting a John like I'm going to Wakanda, and I'm like, well, first off, you need a passport. <laughs> and I know you. Well, second of all, you need to talk to your PO <laughs> this is obviously like you need. You need to. You, I'm, I'm like, yo, you really want to go to Wakanda on standby? <laughs> like, you go. But you know what else crazy about Wakanda? All of Wakanda wasn't great. They still was had, they still had wood huts and everything yeah, in there. That was, the, that was the sham. Like, yeah, we fucked up. It's a third world country. But then, like, that's we not go- the sham because nobody was going there to see it. No, that's what the boy was saying. The the white FBI agent when they was like, yeah, oh, he's, Ross, Ross, when they was like, yo, he's a uh, the leader of um 
he's the king of With Wakanda, the and they third got world country. And they, and he's but a, they oh, never, the third world they country. never came there. Actually, I don't, I don't believe Ross did. But Ross got there, you know, once he got shot. I'm talking about yeah. prior too. That's another joint. My homie, he's like one of those fake deep niggas. He was like, <laughs> "Why did the white man had to say yeah, today?" He's like, "They, they would see this. The shit, this, 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 this the shit they do. They put slave movies with a white man lead, lead, leading the slaves to freedom." He's like, "Now they, they got Wakanda, and the, and the white man got to show up to save the day, flying the plane, can't none of the niggas." But first, he sold, like, but first he sold discord because when 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 Injadaka gets there, he's down there with the little girl, and 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 Shuri, what's her name, Shuri. Shuri. She, Shuri. She's talking to Okoye, and she said, he's an outsider. Okoye says, no, he's a Wakandan. And then Ross says, nah, he's, he's one of ours. Y'all. He's one of ours. He sold, the dis- he sold the Discord right there telling them, nah, he ain't, they not like you. That's, see, that's, that, that's that whole W.E.B. Du Bois, talented temp type thing. Y'all not like, see, you're black, but you're not like the rest of those black people. This, mm. this stuff is deep, man. This stuff is deep. I know I'm reaching. I'm reaching right here. I'm reaching. I saw somebody actually got Wakanda tattooed on the. Uh, <laughs> I hope got a that word was not, dog tattooed. I saw it, but I hope that was not real. It was real. I hope it wasn't real. Because I heard tripping. I hope it wasn't real. It's like, hey, you do know you can go to AfricanAncestry.com and figure out where you from <laughs> for real, right? Something, something. You don't have to tattoo a condom on just, the inside of your Or you lip, can just guys. close your eyes and choose a place. You know what I mean? <laughs> close your eyes and choose a place. Because, because really, none of those countries even existed until 1954, until the Berlin Conference. The the countries that we see in Africa are set up I saw a, from, for colonization. I saw a skit on Facebook where the guy, they did the uh, Ancestry.com shit mm-hmm. like at work, and it was a black dude and a white dude, and they got their results back. And mm-hmm. the white boy opened it up and flipped open the paper, and it said thirty-two percent Italy, thirty-one percent German, nineteen percent East Europe. Just that, and it broke down like all the percentages down to one. He was like, "Damn, I didn't think they get that in deep, that in depth with it and shit." So the black guy opened this up, and that just said one hundred percent Africa. Just the whole, just the whole damn continent. Huh? I was fucking dying when I saw that shit. Like, if I'm gonna dig. How big Africa really is? Like Yo, the map is a lie. Yeah. Like Africa can almost fit the rest of the world inside of it. Africa's huge. It's really that big, but this is how deep white supremacy get. Even the map is a lie. But like, oh god. Do you think the Earth is flat? I think the Earth, I don't. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I don't I care. I thought you was about to go Kyrie. No, I don't care. Could it be flat? I don't. If somebody can explain to me why believing the Earth is round is problematic, then I can figure out that the Earth is flat or something. But it don't benefit me, or it doesn't hurt me, at least to my knowledge right now, right. to think that the Earth is round. But I'm really not. I really don't care. Yeah. Okay. It's not. I, I'm not going to ride a boat to see if I fall off the end. You know, I'm not going nowhere near the Bermuda Triangle or any of that just to find stuff See, out. That's kind of where I be at, though, a lot of times. I be like, what is right and what is wrong? Because it's like it's so many people that'll say this, that, and the third. And then it's people on the flip side that'll say the complete opposite mm-hmm. with the same conviction that they said. So I'm like. Yeah, and that's why I don't typically deal with right or wrong. I deal with beneficial and not beneficial. That's what I said. If you can tell me why believing in the earth the earth is round isn't beneficial for me, then I can believe something different. So everything needs to be what's beneficial. You know, it's like, all right, you know, is being gay right or is being gay wrong? Is it beneficial to building a nation? 
That's my that's my litmus test to everything. Is it beneficial to building a nation? Whatever is not beneficial or I can't get you can't show me some benefits for the entire race and not just for you as an individual. Then that's something that's not beneficial for us or something that we shouldn't be doing. So right or wrong can always be subjective because I can feel like I'm right and punching you in the face some way, somehow. Right. But is that beneficial? That's something that we actually can measure. Sorry for asking you the uh, question about, you know, Earth being flat. I apologize. Um, Did I get loud again? <laughs> you was a little aggressive. <laughs> you was a little aggressive. I ain't going to hold you. I'm with it, though. I'm, I'm, I'm learning I'm going to take a Zanny next time. So, uh, a, a word that Mitch told us here on the last time he was on the show, <laughs> diaspora, that word has been thrown around so I, much I, in all the media surrounding black men. I have seen You that told word. us that word, bro. I have, seen, I have seen that word. I've seen it pronounced like 19 different ways. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I definitely, Mitch was the first person I think I ever heard say that. In life. Yeah, real shit. <laughs> but let me, let's, let's, let's talk about something else, though. See, because I don't think anything's a coincidence, right? So, they give us fake Wakanda, and then they steal Nefertiti in the same week. Do you think that's coincidence? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, crazy. <laughs> they tell the world that Nefertiti's white, and they got us praising something that ain't, that ain't even real while they're taking our real history. Yeah, we'll give you an imaginary uh, mm-hmm. African royalty, and we will take your real We're African take your royalty. real royalty. And we still we so focused on Wakanda, nobody even cares that they are now teaching and showing the world that Nefertiti, a black African woman, somehow Caucasian. Yeah. And this stuff is deep, man. Shit, Cleopatra's always a white woman in movies. Always. Always. It's like, that's the queen of fucking Egypt. That's what they gonna do. Right, right. Listen, right now, everything in North Africa is considered um, the Middle East. Mm-hmm. All the way even to the northwest part, where Morocco is now, con- how can the most west part of Africa be the Middle, Middle East? East? <laughs> yeah, you know, for, and the Middle East is a term that wasn't created until 1951. Until then, all of that was just considered Northeast Africa. But once the World War II came and the fake Jews, the Germans, the Ashkenazis, because none of those Israel, those folks in Israel are Jews because Jews are black African people. It's still right. the black, real African Jews still there. Those folks that were in Germany took over Israel and they start calling it the Middle East to detach it from Africa. Now they're they're literally teaching that Egypt isn't in Africa. It's not Africa. I seen. Do I got it on my phone? I might. I probably. I might have deleted it. Had a picture of somebody's school book with with Africa on it, and Egypt was erased. That's wild. And yeah. Egypt was erased. That's crazy. Yeah, this stuff is deep. Somebody it, posted a joint where it was like after the Nefertiti thing. Yeah, they posted a picture of like. What they'll be saying, Tupac looked like oh, yeah, in the I saw year that 3000. Too. It was like a white dude with a bandana on and a nose. <laughs> like, yeah, that's funny as shit. But um, I don't know. To close out the Black Panther segment, what, what do you got to say to like wrap it all up? Um, I mean, as far as, you know, the, the commerce aspect of it, I just think it's favorable for black people because as the franchise continues to expand, it creates more roles in this Wakandan world or whatever that they're creating, it creates more, you know, acting roles and more opportunity for more people of color, which is what I'm always, you know, rooting mm-hmm. for as far as, you know, more people to be able to create some upper mobility, be able to make some money and take care of their family. Um, Winston Duke, the guy that played M'Baku, this is his first movie that he's ever been in. Did an excellent job. Which one was M'Baku? The uh, Ape King. 
Yeah. The one that was in the mountains or whatever. This the, is the first movie. First I movie I ever. Seen him he was a before. fucking amazing. And this was his first movie. And yeah, him, he was real good. I, was, I felt like I seen him in something before. Yeah. He okay. said that he went to uh, I think it was like Yale Drama, and his uh, course leaders were. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o and Angela Bassett and they had you know his film reels and all of that from like his course study and stuff like that and they was like yo audition for this movie blah 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 and then you know he ended up being in the movie with both of them it's his first movie that's though. dope so it's like you know the fact that they're taking chances on you know first time uh, you know first time actors and stuff like that that is promising to me as far as the expansion of this you know this uh, cinematic world or whatever goes and um I think it's cool to see, you know, a, a positive character, even though he's not all right. And, you know, there's stuff with his father and all of that shit that was wrong or whatever. But I just think that it's good to see a positive character um, have money put behind him and put in people's faces despite the subliminal messaging. Yeah. Um, I, I told you I have a different perspective and a different appreciation for the movie. I love this. Like, I love that this is going on. Me like, too. everywhere. Me too. Like, Me too. Facebook, Instagram, the back of the 60s, everybody's fucking <laughs> talking about the this shit. And I, I like that. I like the fact that it's so much being said now and all these different feelings and emotions are getting, you know, woke up. And I, I, I told you at times I'd be feeling like, damn, am I wrong? Because I don't put that much heart or feeling into certain situations. But at the end of the day, the movie is good. It is good. I'm not really a comic book movie dude, and I I found it to where it was like it's enjoyable enough to where I can watch it again. Yeah, it, it's not a bad movie. It's on Cody. Thank you, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not a bad movie. Um, is it better than Passenger Fifty Seven? No, <laughs> but it is a it is a pretty good film. Yeah, I think and I, and I like movie. the dialogue that it's sparking all across the board. So whether your team. Wakanda or Team Killmonger It's a good film So I'm, I'm always the negative guy <laughs> I, I agree with everything um, Chad is saying um, But I, I just feel like We have to Move from a place of Now don't y'all see So y'all can make movies For us to I don't give a fuck what they make. We gonna put our own two hundred million dollars together and make our own superhero without having to worry about nobody else. I'm not because what if what if they don't want to continue making movies that show us in a proper light? What if they go back to making movies of us as slaves or drug dealers? What if what if they keep putting out all the negative stuff? When are we gonna when when are our, our Wakandans our rich folks gonna say you know what? We're going to put our money together and do our own damn thing. I saw something with um, a while ago. Danny Glover was upset that he couldn't get Hollywood to finance a movie about the revolution in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Do it your damn self. Nate Parker did Birth of a Nation by himself. What, $3 million? Yeah, yeah, but they fucked Nate Parker up. Well, yeah, as soon as Nate Parker did Birth of a Nation, they said, oh, well, what about all these bitches <laughs> you was raping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they definitely tried to sabotage him, but like, he did it. go through that shit. But he did it. Like Spike Lee, remember, they all gave him money for X. That was yeah, so we, we got we to gotta continue to do that. Uh, I mean, I'm all for, 
you know, black folks getting more jobs, you know, more directors, more, more, more actors. But I'm more I'm, I'm all about independence, man. We got to be more independent because the, when whenever we need somebody, that's 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 how racism operates. You know, yeah. racism depend is dependent on the oppressed needing the oppressor. The moment I don't need you, you can't be racist right. towards me. It's like what? I got my own banks. I got my own hospitals. I got my own militia. What the f- fuck y'all? Yeah, that's you know, real. so you know that's you know so I mean I appreciate I, I can't I'm not even gonna say I appreciate it you know it's so it's good that you know some folks are getting jobs I just think we got to get more 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 independent minded man where we want to own and control our own stuff man because I think it it would have it could have been totally different if it was under our control because we could have wrote the harmony but they wouldn't they wouldn't allow to write that harmony you know what I mean so. But I think Ryan Kluger slid some stuff in there. He definitely did. And Matt, real quick, going back to Wesley Snipes, he said in the 90s that Black Panther was his dream role. And he was trying to gather people up and to get financing to do Black Panther in like 92 or wow. 93. I heard that. Yeah. And um, and for whatever reason, it just never, never fell through. And then, you know, the Blade opportunity came about and he did that. But he always said that Black Panther was his dream role. And that was like his, like thing that he wanted to accomplish main thing he wanted to accomplish in his acting career yo john cutter as fucking black panther that would have been lit like shit damn that would have been dope to see yeah see i'm not a i'm not like a big chadwick Bosman <clears throat> fan i'm not dissing him he, he i don't was think good. he's an amazing actor i think he's good i, I, I he's like good. wesley's that nigga like, <laughs> you know real talk like, I, motherfuckers it's funny how things change like the narrative on you changes when things aren't rolling mm-hmm. did that make any sense mm-hmm. like beanie siegel is arguably top 10 rap talents Ever. Yeah, absolutely. But people will undermine that because he fucked his bread up. Exactly. Put the jail. So as a young boy about AI, look, you know how big AI was. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> He's like and nobody. Like, like DM, DMX. <laughs> people forget he was the biggest motherfucker yeah. on earth. Yeah. On earth. Yeah. Fuck any genre on earth. It was like DMX and Jay Z were at the same time. DMX literally started a fu- helped DNY start a record label, made everybody a fucking superstar, went into movies, was getting five million a movie. <laughs> like DMX was that guy, but the crack and all that crazy shit. It's like you look at it like, uh, like you don't give it the same respect. Yeah, and when he's done stuff that nobody's done, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I look at Wesley Snipes like with the fizzling out and then the whole tax shit going to jail. It's like people forget. Passenger 57. Mur- <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm running off the list now. I'm just saying. People forget murder at 1600. U.S. Marshals. White men can't jump. Wesley New Jack City. New Jack City. That nigga had a hit every year. No, he said he didn't want to do New Jack City. He said he turned yeah. it down a couple of times. Crazy. They said he turned that shit down four times. He was amazing in that shit. But, and that's another joint that like always igs me when it comes to like the black movies. There be roles that have happened in black cinema that are... Like, hate all you want, Wesley deadass could have won an Oscar. And Wesley... For New Jack City. Oh, 100%. It, it was respected the way... Uh, like, the same way y'all respect Leonardo in Wolf of Wall Street. Or the same way and, that they respected Christopher Walken in King of New York. Real mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. It's like, y'all will offer these guys these these movies, I mean, these uh trophies, but then, like, black cinema, like, Pac in, in Juice... Pac dead ass deserved to be nominated for a best supporting actor oh, yeah. Oscar. That's one of the best supporting act yeah, roles or, or I think ever seen. Or breakthrough role or something. 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 
Like, but not like no, and it's like it it fucks me up when I sit back and see that shit. Like, yo, there have been so many good yeah. roles because that- these same these same bodies, and I know like TV is different from film, but these same bodies will give uh the guy from Breaking Bad. All these awards exactly. for, for his character arc going from being extremely good to being extremely bad and being a gangster and cooking meth and this and that and third. But you won't give Tupac the same credit for starting off as like a good kid and then you getting a gun and then losing your fucking mind. Like, and- like how does Olivia Benson on SVU have multiple Emmys, but Marlo on The Wire has never been nominated for an Emmy? Well, that's mean, one how? of the best characters we've ever seen. How? Is, is- Marlo embodied that <laughs> shit. Like, I mean, even, even in real life, you know... Um, the Black Panthers are demonized. Uh, Columbus is celebrated. Yeah. So they always celebrate even their evils. I mean, we got here at the Eastern State Penitentiary. The selling point is Al Capone was housed here. That's, they still celebrate mobsters. Right. Yeah. Call it organized crime. But if any black person is selling drugs, they're the most demonic folk. Or even if you're using drugs because the crackhead, you know, is treated different than somebody who's on dope. And now they got places for you to come safely uh, shoot your dope up. That's the craziest so if they So they're consistent in how... They keep themselves superior. This like, is this like, is white supremacy. Like y'all done built a bunch of Taj Mahals out here. Right. And motherfuckers yeah. just getting high. Hey, That's, don't get high on the street. Come get high with us. Yo, you, I told you you know they gonna give you graham crackers and apple juice. Yeah. <laughs> and and fun, y'all enjoy continental <laughs> breakfast. <Yeah. laughs> continental <laughs> breakfast at the Taj Mahal. Yo, yo, you know they uh living in tents on like Kensington, Frankfurt. No, I don't, uh, I don't drive. Out of the sixty, I dropped fifty four. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> but up there, Kensington Avenue, Frankfurt Avenue, um, Gall Street, all that shit, motherfuckers is living in tents, like living outside, and they all fiends and shit. And I'm driving to fifty four. I'm coming down the joint, and I'm talking about lady got a a pipe. With a light to it, I'm like, that's just smoking crack. Like just out on the <laughs> yeah, street. It's a lot of parts of Kensington I've not gone to. Oh. And I and I'm not. I'm not going. <laughs> you're not missing nothing. Because I've been to every part of Kensington and uh you're not missing anything. Yo, craziest shit ever. Fifty four. I pull up Kensington in the Somerset. This was the last fifty four. It was it, it it's the one that's out there until two thirty in the morning. I'm doing it. I pull up to Kensington in Somerset, it's like one in the morning. Shorty comes running down the street. I'm talking about ball. I'm talking about she looked like Gail Sayers pumping <laughs> up the fucking block. No shoes on. And I had uh. I got the door open and I just I froze and I couldn't close the door. And she she runs up the steps. This we had the old buses. She runs up the steps. was like the devil is fucking chasing me. I'm like, well, bitch, get on. So I can close the door. <laughs> and she came up. I closed the door. She ran to the back. I'm talking about look crazy. Ran to the back of the bus. She was like, back door, back door, back door. I opened the back door. She got off. I closed the back door, and I would, I just turned and kept going up the street. Lady was like, how do you just be so normal? I'm like, you get used to this. This ain't the first time I've seen this. It's not my first school day. The devil's chasing everybody. I watched the devil chase him every Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night, the devil. That's when he comes out here. But yeah, go see Black Panther if you haven't seen it. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, you want to be get alert? This, you want to get some of this other foolishness before we get out of here, real quick? Yeah, uh, real quick, man. Before we get into my man Hellrell, uh, Teriyaki Six Nine ran the Gangster Gauntlet all weekend in L.A. and it was actually pretty amazing to see. It, it was crazy <laughs> uh, because he was literally 
And you want to give him a back background? All right, so you know who Takashi Six Nine? Nah, yeah, I'm I'm out the loop. All right, so Takashi Six Nine is, is a uh, is a is a young <laughs> is a young. He's like a Peruvian and Mexican kid or whatever from from New York, Brooklyn, and he's a rapper or whatever. And um, you know, he's he's a blood. He hangs with all these gangsters and all of that. And he has like some from what I know of his situation, he has some real serious like street guys that are like protecting him that are basically extorting him, but they're <laughs> they're protecting him for lack of a better word uh-huh. or whatever. And there was this whole controversy on social media leading up to All Star Weekend in L.A., which is the Nigger Olympics, and uh, it's basically like, hey, <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, is Takashi Six Nine going to check in or not? This was like, like the Dragon Ball Z question of the yeah. last two weeks. Like, is Takashi Six Nine going to check in when he gets to L.A., or is he just going to run the gangster gauntlet and deal with whatever happens? And he literally ran the gangster gauntlet. He was at IHOP, at Zara, at the mall. At uh, the jewelry store He was everywhere Untouched Nobody did nothing to him And uh, There was like It was so funny Because it's all these guys That told him He couldn't come to LA And he was in LA Taking pictures And making videos With people And you see the videos Of like the guys Looking for him Like he had posted A video somewhere And then you see the guy Show up like an hour later Like where is he at And he's like Narrowly escaped defeat yeah. Once again <laughs> And this went on All weekend <laughs> So as ignorant as as it is I couldn't help but watching it yeah. and eventually uh his run through the gangster gauntlet ended at the uh, airport at the air out of all places. of all places at the airport going home uh he got hands and feet put on him uh yesterday at uh, LAX airport going home but uh to his credit it was four versus two he did get dropped but he didn't tell the police so shout out to you Takashi 69 yeah. and that he was still at the airport talking crazy after he got beat up yeah, it's astonishing. It's like it's so <laughs> ignorant that it's entertaining. <laughs> I mean, but was he fighting back pretty good? I mean, it's like a sixteen-year-old Asian. Kid. He's like a little, oh. yeah, he little guy built like a little mini fridge. Like, oh, so he's not six nine. No, he's not six nine at all. <laughs> no, hell no, no. In his mind, maybe. And he has rainbow hair. Let me add that part also. And he has a six nine tattooed on his forehead, like a big ass six nine. Oh my goodness! I don't man. know what the six nine is. That their gang? I have no idea what yeah, that I is. I don't know what that is, but uh, he definitely ran the gangster gauntlet. I gotta give him credit for that. Yeah, he was literally everywhere in L.A. posting videos, pictures, and the funniest was like the 20 niggas running in the hotel <laughs> they came to the hotel fuck six nine where he at where the fuck he at and it's like yo it's two in the afternoon on Saturday so oh. they ran in the, in the hotel and looking for and, him and filmed it that's, yes. that's what love was like <laughs> everybody got a camera where the fuck he at where? it's 20 guys and 18 cameras yeah. as you said earlier people are doing too much with social media too much man for social media even gangsters alleged gangsters I don't know cause that ain't gangster no. Well, not no daggone camera. You want to go to jail. Yeah. Like, the goal is to do stuff and not get caught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so that was my entertainment for the weekend, being as though I didn't go to All-Star Weekend. But uh, that was, All-Star that was hilarious. All-Star like, kind of cheeks. At least oh, this man. Was, it seemed super cheeks. Was you running around when All-Star Weekend was here? I was. I was, I was nine. Oh, I my was. God. I was, I How think, young are you, man? I'm joking, Mitch. I, was, oh. uh, I think I was 18. That yeah, all star week. We was in tenth grade, so I was, yeah, I was fifteen. Yeah, I was uh, I was a freshman in uh, like in that. college. I was I was here. It was two thousand, right? Yeah, two thousand. Two thousand. Was it two thousand? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah, I was a fre- I was yeah I was a freshman in college, and I was like all over the place, and it was just like humanity everywhere. I saw yeah. Birdman. That was the weekend that uh that Beanie Siegel put hands on uh, Gilly the Kid. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that was, was like that when AI had to get the uh, the gallery that, party. Exactly, it was it was it was outside the gallery. Okay, it's like oh, Playboy, you here with Birdman? Let me talk to you for a minute. <laughs> that weekend, dog. Oh my god, I had so much drunken fun. This was before the dashikis. Yeah, this is way before. This is I, baby blue jack days. Oh, <laughs> baby little, blue jack days. Before that, I had a. Well, I was driving a Grand Prix. I had a new Grand Prix at that time. You're the first person I've had, I've heard say Grand Prix. What's it called? Like, niggas call him pricks. A pricks. Uh, I like that. Though. Rest like in peace, it. my cousin Mike Perkins. He he was the first. I'm like, it's not a grand pricks, bro. <laughs> like, he used to say it all the time. He used to anger me because I'm like, no, I've been watching like I've been watching Speed Racer since I was a kid. Like, bro, it's Grand Prix. Like, I'm positive. I used to play Grand Prix on a tar. So. <laughs> yeah, like, it was a game too. Yeah, Grand Prix. Yeah. I used to play that shit. All yeah, the I had time. A, I had a Grand Prix. I had a um, I just I just bought it. It was 2001 Grand Prix. Okay. He had the he had the O one in O one. Yeah, I mean, I mean. So when did the baby and, I, and, blue I, and I got shot in it? <laughs> <laughs> I got car was bad luck. Apparently. I got I got shot in it in two thousand two at the All Star game, like in November that year. Um, the Jack I bought the Jack in O four. Okay. O five, something like that. That's a classic Twitter. Uh, yeah. Picture. <laughs> Y'all made me a used car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, remember the holy water? <laughs> Listen, some of them Jones, <laughs> them Jones used to be funny as hell, man. Yeah, I had not the water. Holy water. Nah, you had me in the picture with all the priests. I remember that. Oh one. my god, no, I'm man. talking about the Jones with the with the one eight hundred God. Oh money. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, that's the Twitter that, was funny. That man. was classic. Man. Twitter was funny as hell, man. Uh, my my God, my my God, my guy, real quick, uh, Drake. He dropped the video for uh, God's, God's plan. plan. That's what made me say God. Yeah. And uh, Drake's the goat. Yeah, I don't even think it's questionable <laughs> at this point. I think it's kind of crazy how Drake literally can take months off, like nothing. Yeah, like other these other artists, they gotta stay hot, put a feature out, yeah. do something. Drake literally didn't do anything. He took for six months. months off, and in four songs. <laughs> Has created the buzz that's going to have his album go four times platinum. Yeah. He did the freestyle with Lil Wayne for Family Feud. He did... Diplomatic Immunity. No, no, before that. Okay. Family Feud uh, freestyle with Lil Wayne. He did... What was the other jump before he did God's Plan to Diplomatic Immunity? I know he put out the record with Trouble, but that wasn't... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Blockboy JB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Puts out, puts out the Look Alive remix, which takes the fuck off. He drops Diplomatic Community and God's Plan, which, can we give me my credit? Literally, you the, called it. the day you they it. came out, Ron Chad both was like, yeah, these just some throwaway joints. You know, I'm like, I think God's Plan is a hit. This shit debuted, debuted at, at number, number one. one. First time Drake <laughs> ever did that. And it's already three times platinum. I'm like, just. But that's the, the album or just the song? The song. song. Just to put it in perspective, Bad and Bougie was probably the biggest shit in nigger music in the last 18 months. It's six times platinum. God's plan is three times platinum. In two weeks. That shit is crazy. <laughs> and he's already created the buzz for his next album. Yeah. In four tracks. After being off for six months. Yeah. Well, see, when that you that when you see, those other guys never reach his status. No. Once you once you reach a certain status, you know, Michael Jackson was dropping every four years, five years. Yeah. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But the God's plan video is fantastic. It's I, phenomenal. I like um, it. I was seeing that uh Rosenberg and Ebro, uh both contrarians for the sake of being contrarians, they both uh found a way to like, you know, slant 
like slant the charity in the video and they made a whole big deal about it and it's primarily due to like their bias with Drake and the fact that he won't talk to them yeah like they're That's both what, like scoring what, what women. are they saying they're basically saying like uh it's always been the time for giving just because Drake telling y'all to do charity don't mean that y'all should do charity y'all should have been doing charity and it's it's disingenuous that he filmed it and he's like and Drake called Rosenberg and was like, bro, what the fuck is your problem, number one? And then number two, do you know how much work I had to go through to roll up on these people and give them money? He said, this shit is harder than you think to give people money that don't know that you're coming and you got to coordinate around their schedule and all that. He's like, and I filmed it because all of these people have a unique story and it's a reason why I did what I did for him. Yeah, like he brought the kid to one car because he survived the uh, earthquake. Was it the earthquake or the... What happened in Houston? Uh, the hurricane, hurricane. Flur, 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 hurricane. Flur, flur, the hurricane. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what happened. The the one kid survived the hurricane. Then the one girl he gave the money. She he gave her fifty thousand. She already is in college. She's a pre med student, so he's paying for the medical school. Right. Um. It was just dope buying all the people the groceries. Yeah, Ebro was like, it's it's dangerous to give people money without a plan, and I'm like, well, you. C- on the flip side, you could not give them the money. Like, yeah, like and, and then, and then, how well off like are they? Drake is giving away the vibranium. <laughs> right. This, this is what y'all want. You know what I'm saying? That, that's niggas though for you. Oh, look at this nigga handing out vibranium again. <laughs> it's like crazy. It's like, no, you're supposed to do this. But it's dope. Had a million dollar budget. Gave the shit all yep. away. I Gave it, it away. Yeah, that was dope. I, I thought it was very, very fly. Very good video. Um, it, it it especially moved me because somebody of his his status he doesn't have to do that he doesn't have to use his platform to one give anything away or to two showcase that he's giving stuff away because but and i just think that you know it's it's more impactful for him to show it because of all the reasons i just stated he doesn't have to do it drake could give away millions of dollars behind the scenes and it's like all right if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it doesn't make a sound yeah. so i think that in the spirit of what he did he's trying to show other people like yo Stop buying 55 chains and like help somebody. And I, 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 you know, I thought it was very commendable. Hopefully it catches on. Yeah, speaking of help somebody, he done made Block Boy JV a fucking star. Yo, he signed him right to the OVO stimulus package. I looked at the song on uh, Apple Music, OVO Warner Brothers. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he wasn't playing. Wow, <laughs> I'm fucking around. That shit debuted in the top 10 yeah. on Hot 100. Block Boy JB got a Never top had 10. no previous entries before. First song ever debuted in the top 10. Crazy. Like and, Drake, I, and I know nothing about this guy. That look alive song. Drake is just he a machine. It just it's it's unbelievable at this point. Like you would think after years of it, it's like there'd be some slowdown. The fact How long he, has he been out now? Since oh eight. I was gonna say nine, but yeah. Professionally oh nine, but since oh eight. Like you would think, like, especially with the shift that rap has taken to where it's like all about the Migos, mm-hmm. Young Thug, Future, get high and, you know, be weird. And the Migos just had a phenomenal debut. They did 200K. That's their biggest debut to date. And it still dwarfs in comparison to what Drake is doing. It's crazy. They, they, I, that stir fry song, it's like they're going to make us like it regardless. It's I like, love it. I, I love it. I, I, what's I, crazy is I hate it. I hate it. But I was like doing my pre trip on the bus the other day, and like in the kitchen, we're cooked up like I'm yeah, I got you. I'm like that's how this should be. Like that's I hate it. It's programming. programming. That's how they get you. Like I hate it, but here it is. How much time we got left? Okay, we could. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I I I just find it amazing that Drake is literally 
Like he can't miss. He has he has it all figured out. And something that uh that let me know that he had it all figured out, Jimmy Iveen did an interview uh back in like August or something like that, and he's like, Listen, if I was still in the music business, if I had a label, I would just give it to Drake and Future the Prince and say, Do whatever you want. He said because who? Future the Prince, that's Drake's uh road manager and his DJ he said I would just give it to them and say do whatever you want (laughs) he said because these guys are the smartest two people in the music industry he's like bar none he said I've worked with some brilliant people as far as the new crop of guys these are the smartest guys that are out there and they just have the culture figured out a thousand percent he said so I would just turn the keys over to them and I would know like whatever you know it's going to be successful he says so so at that point I'm like like damn maybe Drake's a you know better businessman and a bigger executive than we think if somebody like Jimmy Iovine who had Dr. Dre Death Row 50 Cent Eminem is saying like no this this guy is the is the one. So you know this guy's got it all figured out. I mean, he took six months off and then single handedly took over the game in two nights. You just made me think about uh, Fifty Cent. Uh, Irv Gotti said that when he said he was at the the uh, Murder Inc. studio and he was like, you know, the beef had been going on with John all and Fifty got stabbed, all that shit had been going on and. 50 had done his little disses, whatever, whatever, and it was like, we ain't worried about this nigga. Like, we gonna keep doing our thing. It's Murder, Inc. for life. We we straight. We'll fuck this nigga. He's like, when In the Club came on, he's like, I, the video came on. I turned to John, buckle up, nigga, because it's about to get real far. It's about to be a rough ride. Yeah, he said, buckle up, nigga. Like, I was dying. I didn't watch any of the Death Row Junction. I'm probably gonna start tonight. I watched one and two last night. Holy shit. I'm gonna start watching it tonight. That is the best original content BET has ever produced. Is it up there with uh the Dr. Dre joint? The uh the HBO joint yeah. it's it's up to par. Okay. And they like interviewed all types. They interviewed Keefy D. They found Keefy D. You know who Keefy D is? Mm-hmm. They found Keefy D. His fucking right ass, but they found Keefy D. <laughs> I'm like, they just got everybody. They got the guy who used to be the uh the head of security for Death Row, the uh, Reginald Hutland, the police okay. officer. Yeah, they yeah. got all they pulled up they fucking got BG knockout on there wow. from Ruthless Records. Like I'm like, where did y'all find these niggas? Like they it's like the Vlad TV All Stars. Okay. <laughs> all on here, all telling this story, and it's like crazy, man. And the story arc of it is is phenomenal, man. Like, I'm gonna watch three and four tonight. That's a that's a good ass documentary. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start that shit when I get home. Um, you know, uh, hell oh, man, hell. <laughs> like, I, hell hell this week. You, you, did you see Hellrell's incident? I don't even know what Hellrell is. Oh, uh, hell Hellrell of the uh, legendary diplomat crew of uh, Dip- Harlem and Harlem okay. and Bronx fame. Uh, he was at a eight ninety nine Chinese buffet with his family on Sunday and uh, got punched out uh, by like five masked goons. <laughs> masked goons. Yes. Uh, See, they don't want to go to jail. These yeah. are real goons. Yeah, real goons. And the whole and the only reason why they filmed, they punched him out before at a nightclub in Long Island a couple months ago, and Hell Rell went on Instagram Live and denied it and said, man, ain't nobody touched me, this and that, y'all crazy, somebody gonna die, they touch Hell Rell, blah, blah, blah. So they found out that he was at the 899 buffet with his family. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the 
fuck does he keep saying eight ninety nine? Because I've been to these establishments before. It's eight ninety nine, all you can eat. But if you do takeout, then it's extra for the takeout platter. Then they put it on the scale. The and weigh it. Yeah, anyway, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, so they 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 punched hell real out. And the funniest part of all of this was uh him yelling stop, and then uh to him crawling out of the restaurant on all funny. fours. And leaving his family. Yeah, he left his family. His mother, his girl, his kids. He left everybody. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, it was bad. They didn't do nothing to the family, did they? No, they didn't. No. No. Y'all no. got the keys to the Crown Vic. <laughs> no women and kids. I'm hopping on the car. I'm hopping on the bus. Ah, oh, damn. So, uh, yeah. my thing with Hell Rel is this. Um, number one, you're old enough to know better. Yeah. Uh, you've been around different, you know, rat beefs and street beefs and stuff like that. You're from Weeks Ave in the Bronx. Like, that's a very serious Did place. Did one of them set dudes get killed or shot at or something? Uh... Mm, I ain't hear that. I mean, Cameron's gotten beat up a couple times. Um, he got beat up at the Rucker by BK Rube and Junior Mafia. Oh, that was years ago. Um, he got beat up uh, by True Life. True Life put the paws on him outside a jury store years ago. Yeah, he just taking the L's. I thought that was Jim Jones. No, it was him too. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, he, yeah, True Life was was handing out ass whoopings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. He, I'm sure they're glad he changed his life, gave his life over to the Lord. Yeah. They were tired of dealing with his crazy ass <laughs> and all them Puerto Ricans from the Lower East Side. But uh, it's like, yo, you old enough to know better. If you have active beef, why are you sitting down at an eight ninety nine Chinese buffet with your family like it's all good? But in the area where you got beat up last time, I mean, you got to sit with your back to the wall so you can see people coming in the restaurant. Exactly, like he was too, he was overly comfortable. Even I know that. Yeah, I do that, and I don't have no active beef. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, put my back to it. I need to see what's going on. The same way, a couple ladies told me they was gonna fuck me up for making them fold up the stroke. (laughs) So, if they, if they ever come back, so they might and they might mean it. Yeah. They might mean it. You never know when they're gonna come back on me. So, yeah, you gotta sit with your back to the wall in restaurants when you're out in public, man. I honestly hate that I still have so much street stuff in me. Why? You need I, it. I, I mean, I, it's survival tactics. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't like it, man. Do any of y'all watch? Uh, I forgot the name of the show. They just God, what the fuck is the name? It's Maybe Grey's Anatomy is that a show? That's a show. That, that's a show. I don't. I've watch never it, seen it. But apparently they had a scene. I, it might be Grey's Anatomy. Don't quote me on this, people. But uh, it's the hospital show, I guess. But it was black a black woman and a black man explaining to their black son what to do and what not to do with the police. Okay, like giving him survival tactics for making it home and. It's stirring up a lot of controversy, of course, on the internets and Facebook. People, strangers are arguing and shit. And uh, I watched the scene, and it is pretty crazy because it's like they're telling him all these different, so like you say, all these different things you know. And so, and I'm just like, I, I dig it, but it's like it's fucked up that you got to say that to your son. Like, don't move your hands when you're yeah. in front of an officer. If you're moving your hands, tell him that you're going to move yeah. your hands. Whatever you do, no matter how scared you are, do not run. Uh, do, uh, and I'm just like, that is real, yeah. but it's like, damn. Like Chris Rock had a bit on his new stand-up where he said, he said, yo, if you got a black son and you don't punch your son in the face, yeah. you doing, you, it's child abuse. Like, you're doing him a disservice. He need to joint. know that, like, shit is fucked up out here and, like, it's not designed for you to win. Yeah, I ain't get those lessons because, like I told y'all last time, I don't play with them. I never have. <laughs> I never will. Got stop that shit. I don't play with them cops, man. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something, man. These cops, right? They they real selective. Have you ever heard of them killing a gangster from Chicago no, or never. a gangster from any city? They get caught with guns all the time. They they shoot they shoots people who they know nobody's gonna retaliate. So 
they, you know, don't be don't be afraid, man. I'm not afraid. I'm sorry for making you think that I was afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Apology count number four. Yeah. I'm, I'm not I afraid. I can't do it, man. I'm, one of these days, man, I think I got to go to a class, man. For what? So I can not be aggressive. I don't be wanting to be aggressive, man. I be wanting to just talk like this the whole time. But it doesn't happen. I think that's just your normal. It is. Like, I don't be mean enough, but folks always think I'm angry. I'm like, right. man, I'm not angry. I'm about to laugh in a second. Like, you know, but. It's just the way my it's just the way my voice projects. But yeah, I thought that scene was pretty. I'll send it to y'all later. I thought that yeah. shit was just pretty. Yeah. When you said that, like the, your survival tactics, it's like you know, even though I, I hate to bring Popovich up, but you know, Popovich talked about that. You know, I, I don't have to teach my you know talk to my sons about that. And it's crazy how some folks will have an issue, you know, with that scene, like it's not real. Like they really try to make it like police brutality and none of this stuff ain't real. Like, nah, this stuff has been going on, man. Like five cops beat Rodney King and got found not guilty. Like on, on camera. <laughs> like, I mean, like what? They're like, what? look at him right there resisting. Yeah. A cop reloaded three times with Sean Bell and got found not guilty. Like you reloaded. How you get found not guilty? Yeah. What was the one where he shot him running away? Uh, Oscar thing his thing was. In South Carolina, no, that cop got found guilty. I know. Yeah. What I'm just saying though, oh. the cop put in the the uh, paperwork, mm-hmm. and three of his cop buddies put in the paperwork that the guy reached for the taser. Yeah. It was only because that video came out from the mm-hmm. cell phone yeah, yeah. that they realized that they was like three cops had uh, like agreed with him and put that shit in. Like that shit's crazy. Like yeah, y'all all in the bushes, and my man's <laughs> going to jail here. Yeah. Like y'all completely out of pocket, but it's like you know, like they always say, it's like you protect the shield before you know you protect human life, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. It's like somebody lost their life, and y'all like, all right, so what we gonna say is, like, this is not the time for that shit. And then I'm sorry, black cops don't stand up for it. Yeah, when they took me out to a car that day, they put me in a cuff, and my girl started crying. I instantly just like it took all my wanting to act crazy out because I'm just like. I can't get killed out here. Right. You know, like, that's just corny. And it's like, I felt yeah. weird afterwards, like, letting the shit go on and all this goofy-ass shit. Yeah. You remember the shit I yeah, was talking yeah, about? Yeah, But it's just like, I wasn't trying to die either. So, and I'm a large black man, so it's like, that, you know, I'm going to get shot, hit with the stick. Everything. everything all the above. Everything. <laughs> It's like the dude what was it dude in Minneapolis? He looks like a bad guy. It's like, dude, yeah. you in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> you in a, he, you yeah. see him from a helicopter. So he looks like a bad guy. Like, what the heck? What you yeah. know? Black people, you know, start killing back, man. Start killing back. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that can stop police brutality is fear. That's it. Start killing back. This in no way represents the thoughts of the realest podcast ever. This is solely the thoughts of Obama Dele and Kruma. But Thank I be you. I believe it and I stand I stand by it I stand by it. Appreciate that. Because <laughs> I don't I don't think that people. <laughs> That's how I feel, man. Holy this shit! The truth. Yeah. Only way you could only way to stop a bully is to fight back. Hey, man, I tell people all the time, every bully run into a bigger bully eventually. Yeah. And Chris Rock was saying in his new stand-up, like, the school's no bullying policy. So I'm taking my kids out of here where it's safe. I'm taking my kids out of here. Like, we need bullies. And it's like, yeah, like, I, it's weird. Like, I come from the era, like, motherfuckers always, to me, like, 
yo, you funny as shit. How like, and I always got something smart to say, mm-hmm. some slick shit to say. And I'm like, well, yeah, I was fat and black in the nineties. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> not too. trying to be funny. No, like, I was too. Like the late 1900s, mm-hmm. nigga. I was going to middle school <laughs> where motherfuckers was ruthless and they was allowed yeah. to be ruthless. I mean, before Wesley Snipes was big, Dude, you know, we had to deal with it. Like, you know, so shit, he was a little like, younger though. So like, when like, like motherfuckers literally would say anything, they could do anything. And you had to back my you walk walk what they say walk heavy and carry a big stick you had to Bruh. back niggas the fuck up and it's like that shit Dude, makes you like a wordsmith old yeah. old Twitter man some of us could have went to jail Bro. today oh my with the way we used to harass folks like diamond oh my god <laughs> we could have we folks could have folks could have went to jail for that cyberbullying man yo Kendall Straight was like. The fact that you never tried to like meet up to fight Mitch, Ao, or myself or Love, I fucks with you. Because <laughs> niggas, niggas used to shoot for the moon when I used to get on Twitter, and it's like, oh, it's just what it was, and it's like it's fun looking back on the shit now. Yeah, but I really was just that crazy. Yeah. That's that's the one thing I like. My, whatever my fa- I said on Twitter, my I would favorite, say this. My favorite, thinks. my favorite Mitch was PP number Mitch. Yeah, my PP number is such and such such such, and it says I'm a shooter. So uh, <laughs> take that how you want to have a nice afternoon yeah. <laughs> that was the best match. I seen Lil recently for no reason like just say some crazy shit and the chick was like what he was like yeah go get somebody for me I'm like Lil, <laughs> Lil just, wreck chasing yeah. happy Tuesday yeah. wreck chasing I was drunk one night and Big Bangs had Lil so mad man I was in there messing with him man that's funny I ain't seen him since he been home though which time <laughs> most, re- most recently <laughs> Hey, real quick, uh, are we done with Hell Row? I mean, I just had a couple questions for Hell Row. Um, maybe somebody that's uh, out there in cyberspace can answer this for me. Uh, where was the Ruger? Uh, Ruger Row. Where was the Ruger? Um, why do a follow up vlog to let us know that your jewelry was real, but not why you got punched in the face? <laughs> so it's just like we didn't that the your, your Gucci flip flops and your Rolex was not any of the questions on my docket. That was the you talking about where he was smoking? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the weirdest video ever. Yeah, and then uh I just had a couple logical next steps for Hell Rail, but I don't even care that much to address them, so I'm done. Uh I guess social media would be the podcast popping up. If that's the thing, yeah, I guess so. Um, the, the podcast is the new dad hat, man. I see everybody, uh, you know, everybody with social media account wants to have a podcast, which I guess is cool to a degree or whatever. But, um, it's a lot of bullshit in the marketplace. If I must say so myself. Yeah, somebody hit me the other day about starting a podcast. Like, like, what should I do? Like, what's my first step? And I'm like, like a don't. I don't give a fuck what you do with, with yourself. Um, I, it was so weird though because I'm like, like he, because he was like, yeah, man, like you know, y'all, y'all performing at the Roots Picnic, like that's huge, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not all it's cracked up. To me, you know what I'm saying? It's like we have no idea what the fuck we're doing when we get it's, there. It's like <laughs> things are, things are going slow. Our, we're a grassroots podcast, so we started out, you know, we're independent, moving along. Shout out Taylor and Justin, you know what I'm saying? We got some good people with us. We got all our folks who've been up here, all the different people we've had. Uh, we are not like, you know. We are not bringing in the big bucks. We are not 60 minutes. <laughs> this is an expensive hobby. Yeah. Uh, in the words of my man Scooter. I had to talk to Scooter the other day. Like, this is a fucking expensive hobby. You had and, to talk with Scooter. How did that go? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much that sums it up, right? Yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, but Scooter was kicking some real shit, though, for once in his life. He's just long-winded as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scooter's smart as shit. We was in the green room when we, when we uh, performed at, um, uh, what's the joint on, on uh, Walnut, 30th and Walnut? Uh, uh, World Cafe Live? World Cafe Live. We was in the green room while Clint was on stage and shit, and Scooter really is a smart-ass dude, and he, he was talking some real, we was just having to talk about life, and... At the end, I'm like, man, he's long-winded. Like, Jesus Christ. In the words of my man, uh, Nikki Tags, he's very verbose. Yeah. But uh, the podcast thing popping off left and right, I, I like it. Me personally, if you're going to do it, be true to it. I was telling right. Mitch coming over here, because we was having a discussion mm-hmm. in, the, in the truck about it, how people just, like the monkey see, monkey do aspect. Yeah, it should be hot for three city. weeks, and then they'd be like, I'm over this. And I'm like, well, you know, you just got to stay true to something. Like, you look at Joe Buttons, who's damn near 200 episodes in. Yeah. Brilliant Idiots went years before they blew it to shit. And I'm telling him, I'm like, me and Chad literally have gotten at times like, I don't know. It's hard to do this. <laughs> you know, It's hard to keep doing this, this shit. It's a, a long drive. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I think we've reached a point where it's like we're comfortable in ourselves doing it, moving forward. And we, we, we like the progression, the track that we're on. Yeah. And it's like, you know. Big things could come, they could not. That's the gamble and the crapshoot that yeah. you take called life. You know, you could walk out the door and get hit by a bus tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just so committed to doing it because people love our POV. And that's that's really what like what fucked me up is like the remember when we did sh- the, the show canceled, John, and we put the shit to the people show. People lost it. Like people was hitting me. Like, motherfuckers I ain't talked to in like a good couple months text me like, yo, you cool? What happened with the podcast? And like and it was like, damn, all right, I Thought you you wasn't fucking me because you owe me thirty dollars, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you, y'all, y'all fuck with us. You know what I'm saying? Your niggas disappear when they owe you thirty dollars and shit. But it's like, damn, yeah. like, like damn, motherfuckers really, really, really like our yeah. take and and the 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 shit that we set up. And that's why I was telling him like, it's not easy. And and, and I think you've said it before. That's like a gift when you make things look easy. Yeah. That people like, oh shit, yeah, it's easy. And it's like, yeah, that, oh, nah. podcast, that shit ain't about shit. I pop a podcast off in my sleep. Yeah. And motherfuckers, shit ain't easy, man. I seen somebody recently like, oh, you need to have me on your show. This is somebody else. Like somebody else is just yeah. like, yeah, because cause I be having opinions about everything that necessarily don't like work. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has an opinion. They're like assholes. We yeah. all have them. About, you people have an opinion about every little thing that happens on earth, but not everybody can sell their opinion. Yeah, not make- everybody's articulate. Not everybody's you know, able to connect to an audience or you know, if you have an unpopular opinion, defend it in a manner in which exactly. people, can, people can say, I don't agree with you, but, but I, I respect you and yeah, I, understand I understand where you're it, coming yeah. from. Uh-huh. I say it all the time about your man Zeke. Rest in peace. I hate your opinion, but I love your opinion because it's yours. And it's like, that shit real. Yeah. And it's like, you don't get influenced or swayed or anything. You might have to apologize to Mitch. <laughs> but it's, it's, you didn't have to apologize. It's like, your opinion is yours. And I, it, just, I just wish in Philly somehow we could get people to really dig within themselves and do what they love exactly because i'm it's just it's just sad that people only want to do what they see somebody else successful at you know now the everybody's a motivational speaker yo he's talking about that coming over here everybody's trying to do work so they sell you know they still working for a few folks like for one that's that's a slow grind i've been speaking 12 years 
That's a that's a slow grind, yeah, you know. Yeah. But or or the podcast or me doing my videos, you know. Yeah. My my first live video I did on Facebook had zero views while I was live. <laughs> Just Z- speaking to dead air, I, I was speaking to nobody. <laughs> it had zero views live. Now once it, once people start watching and sharing, something I did about Donald Trump, it ended up with a couple million views. But. It was nobody on that judge. I was like zero. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then just because you get a hit, don't mean the next one's going to be a hit. Right. Now I go. I thought I'm gonna get a million views every video. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I do what I do. You know, right. I was speaking when nobody was thinking about being a speaker. You know, I was writing books. You know, nobody really writing educational books in the hood. Yeah. But this is what I love to do. And we like when Belargo first hit, everybody wanted to start a clothing line. It's like, yo, we got we so dope. All of us, everybody got some dope inside of. You gotta dig in and get that. Yeah, man. you gotta har- you gotta harness your passion and your true intent into something that you really want to do. Exactly. Because I- if you put thirty seven percent into something because Big Booty Keisha did it, you're not gonna never get a hundred percent out. You get you get out of stuff what you put into it. Yeah. And if you're not true to something, the universe is gonna recognize that and gonna say you bullshitting, and I'm not get gonna you reward you for what you like. Y'all they was, gonna get you up out of there. Y'all both was on a path to this because every time, because you know I can't say what I want to say no more. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I would always go to your snaps. <laughs> Let me see what, what the hell Chad talking about today in the car, in the bed. He just talked. But I'm like, man, Chad needs some kind of show talking like that. Then um, Matt Snaps, he talking about a whole bunch of crap. Like, man, these guys need some kind of show. It's, it's funny, but when, y'all I, remember, the podcast. I remember the day we put it out there like, yo, uh, the realest podcast ever plus plus EO and uh, <laughs> Matt makes me sick. I had like two or three different people hit me like, this is greatness. Like my two favorite snappers making a show. Right. And I'm like, I guess this shit was just, you know. And I yeah. I was saying to my homie the other day, like, he was like, it, like it's, it's crazy, but y'all really going to be on a podcast stage with like Drink Champs. Yeah. And Angela Rye. After a year, at, and, at that point, as of a year and a half of doing this, we going to be on a dope, stage man. with the dope. biggest I was urban podcast. And, and, and my homie was like, it's crazy how that shit just happened. And I'm like, dog, it's, it's still kind of like surreal for me, at least. And it's like, granted, we ain't making to no crazy platform yet to make no crazy money. We made some money, whatever. But it's like. I literally, when Chad came to me like, yo, Doug, like, we got to do a podcast. And I'm like, fuck is that? Fuck is a podcast. Yeah, (laughs) and and, and then I started looking into the shit and thinking about it, and it was like, are you, he know, I was on the same type, like how you said you had zero views. I'm like, this shit going to have eight. Like, and then I, I saw the reaction from people, and it was just like, Oh, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I'm, people get on the bus saying shit. Yeah, yeah. and then I, I knew it was working, not to cut you off. I knew it was working because I was going to random places that didn't have nothing to do with each other. The rental car place, Landmark. And people was like, yo, you don't know who this is? That's the, my that's my man. See, did he on the biggest podcast in Philly? <laughs> da, da, da. Don't check him. Give him his ID back. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm somebody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that gets that, that gets real surreal, man. That gets crazy. I be in other cities. Like I, I, I was speaking at a conference in Mississippi. I, I'm walking in this joint thinking, you know, only people who knew me was the dad going on. People who booked me. It's like, nah, folks freaking know me. I'm like, this is really weird. Yo, man. we, me and Mitch was actually having a uh, discussion about social media and shit before you got here. And it's like social media now has taken, like, it is it's the, life. It is the world. Yeah. So it's like motherfuckers see you on social media. They legit. 
they know you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know you. Yeah. They know you well. And I was telling him, like, motherfuckers literally see you in public, they, at least for me, and they call me Matt Makes Me Sick. Man, I haven't, I didn't meet you until I came to the first crazy, right? show. That's all those shit, years. All them years talking crazy to each other. <laughs> show, that's just how the shit that's is. Crazy. That's really how yeah. it be. And it's like, motherfuckers see me in the street. And they, oh, what's up, Matt Makes Me Sick? I was coming out at McDonald's. I went to use the bathroom the other day on Broad Street. I'm walking out. Chick drove, like, she was coming out the drive through. Like, what's up, Matt Makes Me Sick? I'm like, all right, what's up? Hey, bitch. Hey, <laughs> Man, I was. And I, I remember. And I, it caught me off guard. And I'm like, People really say my at name. Yeah. It, like, it's so weird. But Dog, it, I was texting this chick one time some years ago, and she was atting my name. I'm so weird. <laughs> this is a text message. This, this, that, you don't have to do this. You ain't got, you ain't got to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You ain't even got to at me on my Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't got to at me. She was at yeah, me. That's like, yo. crazy, though. And it, 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 uh, social media now, man, it just... It's like the life fuel. It's like everything. I was, t- I was telling him, this is just how much how weird social media has gotten. I was telling him about the Valentine's Day post. Like people was posting pictures of their significant others, boyfriends, girlfriends, yeah. whatever, and this the captions this long for 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 people yeah. on Instagram. I love this person. This is my rock. This is my my queen. This is my hoe. This is my spleen. I haven't seen this person all year. All this shit. (laughs) But then they'll turn to the person they with and say, happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Don't tell them none of that. You don't even say this shit to the person you with. You saying it for Instagram or for Facebook. And it's like, that's just where we've gotten. So it's like, like people literally like. I have, like, when I d- delete my Instagram because I'm sick of niggas, people literally be hitting me up like, yo, I miss your IG. And I'll be like, it's fucking Instagram. Right. The fuck? Let's I, go. I rue the day that I don't have to have an Instagram. Like, I'm looking forward to it. Like, one sweet day. I'm not going to have to. I'm going to build this uh, club platform up to the point where I don't have to leverage my own personal social media for nothing. I can't wait. It's never going to happen. It's never going <laughs> <laughs> uh, to happen. We. Yeah, we we pretty much wrapping up now. You got anything you uh, want to throw out there for the people? Anything man? you want to plug? You definitely gonna give us a shout out on Facebook, please. I got y'all, man. I got we y'all. We need it. We, we should have recorded something. And do y'all got any clips or anything? I put a whole video up there of y'all. Yeah, we got. I, clips. I said, I, we got clips. I said I y'all don't record the joint, man. We was, we was, but uh, the, the, we going through a transition. We, right you know, we this the this is the only our second time recording in this okay. new studio, and. We're gonna have to just break down and hire a videographer. Yeah. The thing is, is or like, get a GoPro Hero Five and just set it up. All right, like, let me tell you, because you y'all, y'all my guys. Y'all ever heard of the Mevo? No, no. Well, I have a I have a Mevo camera. That's the Mevo. Yeah. Oh. You can use the Mevo if you sit the Mevo here, right? But you gotta have somebody that that that, that that's working it. Okay. The Mevo is one camera, but it shoots eighty different angles, so they can make it. Hit on you when you talking, Matt when he's talking, oh, wow, really? me when I'm talking. Yeah, that little thing right there okay. does oh. that. So you wouldn't need mine. You got Amiibo right there. That's the talking. studio, does that work? Yeah. The studio's <laughs> better than we thought. <laughs> right. We yeah, got Amiibo so, and the shit works. <laughs> yeah, so the Amiibo, that, that that right there is You know, if this was a black all, studio, I'd have turned to you like, it worked? Oh, no, nah, that John. I got, <laughs> we had some technical difficulties. I, yeah, I take it over to John, get the little John from yeah, back on there. So, my so, cousin stole my charger. So that, joint, that, that joint right there is everything. <laughs> okay. that's, that's all y'all need to shoot right. a joint. It's, it looked like the Breakfast Club, literally. Okay. Zooming in on your face and zooming in on your face like that. So that's, because that's, that's really what we wanted. We didn't want the stationary camera. Yeah. And it was driving us crazy. Well, I'm glad I came. Yeah. He, he ain't even tell y'all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, the Mevo, but the Mevo, but the Mevo, that's what I use to shoot my talk show. 
Yeah. yeah. So what I. Uh, Look, well, you know, I'm a six six time author, um, an international speaker. I'm gonna be in London uh, sometime in, in June this year. Going to London, hey man, I'm a, a, a whole tour. It's a whole huge black audience in London. On my Facebook, London is my fourth largest audience. Okay. You know, Facebook give you your, your analytics. Um, yeah, give you all your analytics. Yeah, so um, Apparently yeah, so friends. Uh, I don't need no analytics. <laughs> 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 all right, so those who are in Philly, make sure you go to bfincrumah.com. Uh, the live recording of my talk show, Shh, You Can't Talk About That in the Black Community, is March 10th from 4.30 to 6.30 at Northeast Studios, 3824 Jasper Street. Uh, make sure you follow me on Facebook. It's BFN Kruma on all social media platforms. Check out the videos. Make sure you stop by BFNKrumah.com uh, to get like I said, six different books have about three or four different sweatshirts and T-shirts that are on there for you to support. Everything is uh, all about black empowerment, black self-love and black celebration. So we got I Love Black Men, I Love Black Women sweatshirts. We have Love the Love Back, Buy Black, Think Black, the Pledge T-shirts and sweatshirts on there. But most importantly, is make sure you get that knowledge that's in there. I got a new book just came out entitled Love Your Naked Self, an ode to black women to help them go from wanting to cover up their naked to loving their naked selves. It's my apology as a black man uh, for all of the negative seeds that I've sown and men like me have sown to the minds of black women that might make them think that they need to get butt injections or that they need to wear a straight weave or any of those things like that. This book is to help you love your naked self. So again, go to bfnkrumah.com, bfnkrumah.com and follow me on all social media at bfnkrumah. Yo, you're really a speaker now. That was good. I'm really a speaker now. I mean, just like peer. I'm sorry. God <laughs> <laughs> damn, I'm sorry. Make me laugh every time. Bitch, <laughs> be so aggressive for no reason. <laughs> oh man. Public speaking. That's what I, I was appreciate trying to that, say. Like you're phenomenal at this shit. I appreciate that. Yo, man. anything else you want to throw in there, Chad? When we get out of here? Uh, no, not really. Uh, we got an ad that I got to uh, record. I just, I just oh, said we got some money. We got some oh, money. Let's I, pay some bills. Yeah, I, I owe Matt money. But uh, oh. as usual, you know, uh, you know, make sure that y'all like, subscribe, uh, share this episode when it comes out. Um. That's pretty much it, man. Thank you to Wildfire uh, Radio for being a great partner and uh, you know supporting the podcast. Thanks to uh, my my brother yeah, for coming on the show, man. Come out, Mitch. Thank y'all, man. Y'all y'all family, man. Yeah, one, one thing I want to do moving forward with the shows, I want to start now that we got this bigger studio with more space. I really like the energy we had last week. I like the energy. Yeah. I want to start having like, even if they not recording, I want to start having like people in right, here right, just right. because it brings another energy into the studio. Definitely. It's like me and Chad or me and Chad. We gonna be Shaq. And Kobe, regardless, but it's like you need a Robert Ory, you need a you know a Ron Harper, right? Maybe a, 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 a I don't know how comfortable I have to be being Ron Ron Harper, but this is y'all's show, so I'll be Ron Ron Harper for y'all. Like we had you come back <laughs> up with we doing another, we're going to do a Where Are They Now episode with Ao and Nerd, and uh, that's going to hit the lid. That's going to hit the lid. <laughs> so uh, 
you know, we'll try to get all of our uh, Twitter legend. We'll do a Twitter legend episode. Get you. <laughs> you know, y'all gonna have to go back though. You can't be BF and Kuma. Oh man, you know, no, no Jamel please, Kendall. Please, no, I can't be on no episode with Ao. Ao got all the screenshots. Oh my god, he got everything, man. He just randomly send them to you every now and again. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I still got you. I got, I got proof. <laughs> be like, dog, how do you still have screenshots from 2009? You ain't get a new phone or nothing. Nope. <laughs> no. Got an iPhone 4S. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we out of here. We see. We be back next week. Bong, holla.